Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hello and welcome back to Lorehammer. My name is Eric. Yo, Eric, I'm Mark. Hey. Hi, Mark. Just real quick, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Snappy, snappy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep yeah. it going. Hey, yeah. guys, introduce yourself. What the heck, man? <laughs> go, 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 Christian. Hey, it's Christian. Go. Hi, I'm here for the last time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's learning. <laughs> uh, but also joining us, uh, obviously, not for the last time. We, we could never do that to you, Peter. No. Um, I, uh, Peter, it's Peter. I gave it away. <laughs> Spoilers. Oh, hello. Yes. <laughs> My own foolishness mm. ruined the surprise. Uh, yeah. Peter and Chris joining us today for an episode that people have been begging for. Just fanging for. They're some howling. Howling. Oh. They just, yeah, we're doing oh, space. They're as itchy today, as so. fleas to get this episode. <laughs> So we didn't get all the bad puns out of our system beforehand. I thought we did. We had, I, an, we had a full hour and we didn't get rid of them. <laughs> Doggone it. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah, okay. Space Wolf episode. <laughs> uh, before we get into that, we'll just do some housekeeping. Um, if you want to support the show, don't forget to support us on Patreon. Uh, $1 a month helps us do it and uh, goes a long way. Yeah. Very easy, very simple. And if you are a member of our Patreon already or you're going to join, make sure you come to our Discord. This year we are doing something very similar to Armies on Parade where we'll have a month devoted to completing a specific section of your army. Yeah, like and a troop or an HQ. or Exactly. And then if you complete that within the time of the month, Lorehammer, yes, us, we will mm-hmm. actually mail you a, a pin yep. to have and to hold to cherish <laughs> yeah. for better or for worse <laughs> forever in the dark times ahead have a trying hit or have a pin right. have a little pin <laughs> there you go but <laughs> by the time a whole year has passed and we're starting this in february probably right around when this episode is coming out yeah um by by the time the year has passed you will have a collection of pins 
that are all unique. Yeah. All slightly different, but all branded lore hammers. So it'll be, yeah. it should be a very cool thing to participate in. So when you in. walk up to that gaming table and you got your, your vest all pinned out, you look like a five-star general. That's you right. Can, you can thank us. That's right. You're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. It was us who did that for you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you're looking for a place to even just do some hobbying or modeling, or you just want to hang out with some people who like 40K, come yeah. hang out on our Discord. Yeah, it's very cool. Very fun. Cool. Uh, and uh, one other thing. Okay, uh, I got another podcast. I got a podcast called Pillow Talk with Mark and B. Uh, so if you guys like listening to Lorehammer, but your girlfriend hate listening to Lorehammer. Uh, Which come, is probably the case. It's usually the case. Come yeah. listen to Pillow Talk. You can still listen to me. Your girlfriend can listen to B. It'll be perfect. It's fun. We just did an episode on communication and just talking. So it was nice. Come listen, Pillow Talk. Was it a silent episode? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> that would be the first thing about communication is it's usually you know, verbal or written down or I don't know. There's, I only, you don't just sit. I blink in Morse <laughs> is the only way I God. choose to communicate God. with my partner. That explains so much. Yeah. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Cool. All right. Aww. Well, that's, that's, well, <laughs> that was the fastest. In, yeah. Like, you'd think, yeah. Okay, that's it. We're in the episode. Let's we're, fucking talk about it. Space Wolves. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the Black Templar were founded <laughs> just after the Horsairs. Yeah, I, I just want to say one more thing before I get into this. So I've literally chosen all the episodes up until now, and I'm like, hey, Eric, <laughs> do you want to choose just one episode? He's like, yeah, Space Wolves. <laughs> Didn't even think. I don't know. Why, Eric? Why did you choose Space I, Wolves? Okay. Why are you going to do this to us? Truthfully, every I think every single episode that would be on like my top, desperate must-do list yeah. we have done you know sure. we've done a lot of cool necron ones uh we've done gray knights which obviously i love uh templar we did templar which was our first it was our very first chapter like space marine chapter doing and that kind of get it gets out a lot of the it, it tempers the fire you uh, know the, the burning <laughs> desire has been it's been slowly tempered and now i have a mm. a slow burn rage in me and this rage is going to definitely come out over the course of this episode um Mm -hmm. i figured you know what we should do is we should just do an episode that everyone and i repeat everyone (laughs) has been asking for i'm pretty sure within like the first two months we got a request for a space wolves episode ah so you're just trying to appease the people i'm a i'm a people pleaser oh perfect that's fine you know i got hands for people pleasing mouths for people pleasing <laughs> pretty much any part of me i can use to please people so <laughs> that's that's canon okay <laughs> that's out there in the canon of Lorehammer. and i actually enjoy finding unique ways to please people <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> join me on my podcast <laughs> eric the people pleaser <laughs> Where I explore new ways (laughs) of pleasing you. Ah. So. (laughs) That's nice. That's nice. Space wolves. wolves. Uh, Let's start off in what has become kind of a fashion for us. Let's start off with a quote. Um, And here we go. The sons of Fenris they are, hardened in the forge of their harsh world, eager for battle and honor. They are the gray warriors, ashen like the wolf, whose greatest joy is to hear the clamor of steel amidst the din of war. And that is uh, quoted as being from the Space Wolves Catechism. Ah. All right, so let's dive straight into the history of the Space Wolves. And there's no better place to start than at the beginning, I think. (laughs) Yep. Uh, So that's the Great Crusade. 
founded as the sixth legion within the gene vaults on Luna. Even before their noted aggression from the gene seed and their harsh environments on Fenris, their stock was taken from a range of savage and hyper-violent tribesmen from Terra. I was. It's interesting to note that uh, even prior to like what the legions would become known for, you can kind of see like selective pickings from like their stock initially created. Or, like, like the space wolves are going to be super violent, so let's take them from, like, a very violent stock, you know? Hmm. Um, yeah. I, I thought it was weird. I didn't know if it felt, like, a little shoehorned in. You know? <laughs> like, it's unnecessary a little bit because they're just space wolves and yeah. space yeah. marines. Yeah. Like, uh, they, everyone recruits from violent places. That's right, like, yeah. It's like, okay. Who was like, we're going to recruit from this nursery? <laughs> That has the most loving and tender... Yeah. Families and parents. Families. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the most stable upbringing. Oh, you've never hurt anyone in your life? You're a perfect candidate for us. <laughs> um, after the sixth creation, they were actually held away from the unification wars on Terra and the conquering of the soul system. Uh, and it wasn't even until ten years into the Great Crusade that the Emperor deployed them for the first time, which was under his direct command uh, in the Battle of Delsvin. And at this point, the Legion was only 3,500 Battle Brothers strong, which is a stupid low number hmm. for a Legion. Yeah, yeah. Normally they're like 100,000 or... Yeah. yeah. Like 100,000, cool. I believe, in like the height of the Great Crusade, which spanned, you know, some 100, 200 years. How long was the Great Crusade? Uh, yeah, 200 years. 200, yeah. yeah. So like a moderate number for a Legion at that point was around 100,000. Yeah. So 3,500, really low. It's cool they fought by the Emperor, too. Yeah, it, the first time they deployed was yeah. under his direct command, which mm. is interesting. And I thought it was a little odd that they were held back for so long. But, you know, um. special got to be special. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, yeah, like somewhere even around till like even 100 years into the Crusade, though, I sure. think. They just, like, like weren't deployed. Cause yeah, I like they didn't have Marines, the numbers. I thought or most like... Space Marines were at least used during the Unification Wars. No, 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 no. Unification Wars is all just like Thunder Warriors and stuff. Okay. I think the Dark Angels might have been the only ones to, to deploy that early, too. Okay. I think they were one maybe, of the first to be deployed. But. Maybe I'm reading into it when it said they were held back during the Unification Wars. They must have at least existed at that point then, but specifically not been used. Yeah. So. Uh, it only took a single campaign for them to showcase their propensity for violence and savagery. They quickly became known for their lack of discipline and their quickness to violence, as shown by the slaughter of civilians in the Malorian Revolt. And uh, what was supposed to just be like this surgical strike against the rebellious leadership became an all-out assault against all the civilians in the capital city of Malaria. <laughs> yeah. And apparently they just, like, killed so many civilians <laughs> on this planet that it threatened the entire planet's capacity to, like, be an industrial machine. <laughs> oh, now you know why the Emperor was holding them back. <laughs> like, this was many, a mistake. How many billions did they have to get through? <laughs> How'd they even have enough ammo? They just you start resort, using your fists. Yeah, they just teeth. dig their claws into skulls and rip apart, and then Jeez. they move on and do it to the next person. For the Emperor, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Who's telling them not so to. so loyal. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah. But oh, also man. very disobedient. <laughs> uh, it was because of these violent acts that the Legion uh, instituted a rank of Consul Obsequiari. Obsequiari? I don't know exactly how to say it. Uh, but it was a rank of uh, Space Wolf Battle Brother, and it was their job to make sure that the other Battle Brothers 
followed orders and like kind of stayed towed the line. They even had the right to execute other members of the Legion with impunity. Oh, crazy. Was the first one named Caesar Milan by chance? (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, I thought that was odd that they could just like execute brothers and they're like not even questioned for it. Yeah. But it sounds like, yeah, a precursor to chaplain. That was what I wrote. Yeah. I was kind of like, uh, okay, it sounds very similar to how a chaplain would, you know, look out for corruption in the Battle Brothers. How's their mental health doing, you yeah. know? Or have you seen too much war, <laughs> you know, at this point? Let me retire you like a dog behind the shed. Um, By the end of the second decade of the Great Crusade, so it's really only like 10 years into their entire career, uh, the Sixth had earned a reputation as the Emperor's agents of fear, uh, retribution, even the executioners of the Emperor, uh, and they were commonly called the Rout. So, uh, yeah. Crazy. More crap about them being super brutally violent. Mm -hmm brutally savage you know not really caring about um what's it called when you didn't want you didn't need to the collateral damage that's right not really caring about any collateral damage that they put out these guys sound like chaos marines before chaos marines yeah it's kind of crazy world eaters and freaking night lords mixed (laughs) together and but before they were a thing yeah um, the second Primarch to be found, the Emperor sought Russ out after hearing rumors of a wolf king. When the Emperor found his way to Fenris, Russ challenged him to three contests. Losing the first two, I believe, which was eating and drinking. Yeah. Um, classic, classic <laughs> contests upon Fenris, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Emperor eventually bested Russ in combat, which took hours which Days. is stupid weeks Day, yeah weeks mountains crumbled slowly turned to months <laughs> turned to years um so after you know he defeated russ in combat he revealed his true nature i am the god you've been waiting for i am your father yada 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 yeah uh russ was then given command of his legion and fenris was claimed as the homeworld of the newly minted space wolves cool if I'm not mistaken, isn't he also one of the few to challenge the Emperor upon meeting him? Like, most Primarchs were, like, Yeah, like Vulcan did. And didn't and, Ferris Manus uh, do something with him as yeah. well? Yeah. But th- it's not often. Like, yeah, a lot of them all... recognize him as yeah. their father or god or kinship of some kind. And... Yeah. I also don't think the Emperor doesn't always necessarily hide himself on his first meeting. Like, he can't hide himself from Magnus. There's no hiding. Yeah, that. Magnus will know who he is. And I even him. believe Sanguinius he didn't hide himself from. So it could be that his disguise is just amazing and you truly don't know. <laughs> you know? I, I don't know. It takes off his beard. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, me the whole time. It's the glasses yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that exactly. nose and the mustache. <laughs> but he's still wearing the golden armor. Absolutely, and like, yeah. He's still 50 glowing. feet tall. You know, <laughs> with a halo and... Yeah. You never even knew. Great disguise. Uh, yeah. Peter, do you want to pick up the, the next part? Uh, yeah. We're course. on point six. Uh, <laughs> over the next two centuries of fighting in the Great Crusade, the Space Wolves traveled the galaxy, claiming many worlds for the Imperium. But while they were effective in their campaigns, they were not uh, also easy to fight alongside. So one of the more memorable grudges that the, fa- the Space Wolves have is against the Dark Angels. Uh, so there are a few different accounts of how it happened, but at some point, 
both the lion and the wolf swore oaths of vengeance against the other. And this rivalry has filtered its way down through the legions and then chapters for over 10,000 years. It just, they don't, they don't get along really with anyone. And I think, truly, I think the Dark Angel fight with them is one of the stupider feuds that they have. Like, Russ laughs it off at one point and he thinks it's all a big joke. And then, and then a Primarch, this god being, gets butt hurt. Yeah, over yeah, it, yeah. And they declare a 10,000 long feud. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of childish, you know? Kind it, of. It's like... really stupid. <laughs> and then, like, it, it results in actual, like, blood being spilled between the brother, like, between these chapters. And, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It just seems like one of those stupid, unnecessary things. Yeah. That just describes the Imperium perfect, perfectly. <laughs> yeah, I suppose. I'm nothing Stupid not. and unnecessary. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> You're hired. You're now general. <laughs> uh, the Space Wolves also had strange relations with the World Eaters and the Thousand Sons, uh, and both of those confrontations came to blows and more blood being spilled. Yeah. Yeah. It's important to note, I think, the quickness and ease at which the space wolves seem to find themselves at odds with other chapters yeah how easily they're able to just murder people on the spot yeah with like one impunity well, even... you don't have those civilians to kill anymore. <laughs> 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 let out your rage yeah. <laughs> it seems healthy and normal yeah it, it feels like a one-off is something one thing <laughs> yeah. you know like sure you have your feud with the dark angels and maybe like ah stupid dark angels and they're like ah stupid <laughs> yeah, yeah. but the space wolves you are watch... like ah all of you <laughs> everybody can fuck off you know they're just it's a little too much <laughs> from them yeah, they got in their their mind that they're the top dog for sure. The top dog! When they're, when they're not. <laughs> uh, some custodes even talk about how the 6th Legion was responsible for the disappearance of the two lost legions acting as the Emperor's executioners. So that's at least five legions now. <laughs> that they're, <laughs> that they're ah. actively physically engaged with. Um, yeah, I, I think that's... The line with them, with the custodies, I think that's like a throwaway line. But everything I've seen, I actually really like thinking that they were direct. They had a direct hand in like the disappearance or the culling or the disbandment of those two legions. Hmm. I think it makes sense. Yeah, I was never a big fan of like the whole emperor has each primarch is a different tool. Russ is the executioner, you know, his loyal dog. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Ah, yeah. I feel do you, like. Do you have a different thing that you like thinking about those two lost legions? Um, like they could have been involved still, space wolves, but who knows what that could have been like? And I don't think they're the ones who like did it all and like sure. ganked entire chapters. Like yeah. they don't have the numbers for it even. They like, definitely don't when you're going off of like their initial numbers for yeah, sure. Like I don't know. It just it seems like one of those things. I don't know. I was never a big fan of the emperor's executioners. Like okay, emperor. Make better product than if you already. Like, <laughs> okay, I know half of you guys are gonna turn. I'm gonna need an executioner here. I don't know. Just, I don't know. They're fail safe built in. No. Yeah, sure. No, like even Black Library kind of walked that line back a bit themselves. Um, and with, I thought the custody line was very new. No, well, it was in the earlier Horse Heresy books, and then as oh, the Horse Heresy books came okay. out after, they kind of walked it back a little bit. So we still don't know exactly what happened to the Lost Legions yeah. and, and the, how involved the Space Wolves were. Sure. So it's not like a one-for-one. Yeah. One. They actually I don't think that line them. alludes to anything beyond the fact that the Space Wolves were involved. To some extent. But then there's the rumors about 
the ultramarines and yes, like all kinds of other taking rumors. in that like yeah. flux yeah. of of people. extra recruits. Yeah. But I, it, it it makes sense to me, and only because it feels like every time I read about Space Marine on Space Marine violence, it's the Space Wolves, <laughs> <laughs> and the only thing that can truly like force another legion to disband and like throw away everything would be another legion you know sure. like the imperial navy isn't gonna do it <laughs> so sure yeah. i don't despise it it's not the worst no <laughs> we're gonna go into much worse things in this episode <laughs> so thank goodness we didn't hit that this early <laughs> uh and by the end of the crusade the Legion's numbers were in the range of 95,000 to 100,000. And this is like a, a moderate size, um, but it's still quite a ways away from their top strength, which was 130,000 Battle Brothers at like some point in the Great Crusade. Nice. So they went from 3,500 all the way up to 130,000 and down to around 100,000. Nice. So a pretty decent sized chapter. Yeah. Legion, sorry. All right. Moving on to the Council of Nikea. The council is often called by imperial scholars by another name, the Trial of Magnus, and many see it as the final nail in the coffin for the schism between the Primarchs Magnus and Rus and their respective legions. It took place in 001M31. Is that how you read the dates? Yeah. Point 31. On a planet called Nikea, which was empty save for the amphitheater created for this purpose. It was one of the last times that so many important figures of the Imperium would gather in one place before Horus's betrayal. This amphitheater is pretty cool. It's like built inside a volcano or some shit. Yeah. They have like force fields holding up the magma. It was like a, I think it was a uh, shoot. Some kind of like theater or something before um, oh my, how do I working so hard. <laughs> Somewhat Perturabo built it. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah, one of the Primarchs definitely did, and I, it wasn't Dorn, so Perturabo. That's probably. The, yeah, that's the next like one that makes sense. So yeah, he built it, and it's on this planet that's supposed to be in in its like primordial stages. So yeah, it's constantly having like volcanoes and crazy <laughs> storms. You can't even like see the surface of the planet because there's so much interference and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty cool place. Yeah, it yeah. sounds very cool. It's the perfect spot for a secret meeting. That's for right. sure. <laughs> a secret trial. Or like a, a witch hunt, some might say. <laughs> and like, or like, you know, like an evil villain's lair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The emperor's lair, Meanwhile, yeah. in the Council of Ikea. <laughs> sure. <laughs> While uh, Magnus was convinced that the Council would vindicate his legion's existence as psychers, Russ was attending with three great companies of his legion to act in his mind as a deterrent in case Magnus became confrontational. Uh, keeping in mind that the Space Wolves had been involved in many Astartes versus Astartes conflicts and may even have destroyed two other legions under the Emperor's orders. Yeah, I don't think any other chapter had as nearly a big of a, or legion, had nearly as big of a presence in this thing. Yeah, um, I don't recall it. Yeah, I remember like Primarch showing up with like delegates, like a yeah, small yeah. squad of their like, most trusted advisors and things. Yeah, but. even Magnus, he shows up with Armin, you know, and like yeah. a couple other sorcerers, and like that's it. But Russ is here with thirty thousand <laughs> space marines. A little overkill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first to speak to the assembled council was a space wolf rune priest called Othair Weirdmake. As a psyker himself, it was a deep betrayal when he renounced the Thousand Sons and all psychers in front of everyone, claiming them to be deceivers, sorcerers, and warlocks who would only destroy those around them and threaten the Imperium entirely. 
that's a really cool moment. I think I read this one. In like, it would, it's in one of the earlier heresy books. Yeah, yeah. about like Magnus, and like how deep it like cut him when he realized the true intention of what was happening. Yeah. I, I like Magnus for the most part, and I think this was like a pretty big blow to him. So and you wrote this episode, Eric. <laughs> Magnus is the best, and he did nothing wrong. And the space wolves were wrong for wronging him. The culmination of this council was the emperor himself declaring that no longer would the legions employ psychers of any kind past their need for astropaths and navigators, and their librarius department would be disbanded and the battle brothers reassigned. Russ felt vindicated in the sentencing as he had never trusted Magnus, even even as he hypocritically overlooked the rune priests within his own legion. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> that that is such a source of bullshit. <laughs> like the the emperor, he's like looking right at Magnus as he's like, "If you fuck with me, Magnus, if you use sorcery, I will like rain fire down on you." Russ, yes, my son. Come here and let me pet you because you are beautiful and, and do no wrong. Oh, you guys just use the elements? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. Are you going to dive into that later or do you want to talk about it now? No, no, no. We'll t- we talk about the powers on uh, okay. Fenris much later. Okay, yeah. yeah. As long as you bring it up. We it, do. We, it needs to be we brought We go up. back into it. Okay. But yeah, that was like a – that's a pretty big turning point. I think it really sets up the conflict for – like one of the biggest battles in the Horus Heresy uh, yeah. between Russ and Magnus yeah. and for their legion. So they just have this like really long standing vendetta against each yeah. other. So, and it's all, I think it's all born here in the Council of Nikea. S- Space Wolves have always been distrustful of psychers, despite, again, the hypocrisy. But there is like not just Magnus, but like all Space Wolves are kind of don't trust, the, they yes. call it the weird and like yeah. anything kind of mystical or magical. They just don't instinctively don't trust it. So, just as a note. Oh, yes. They hate all psychers. Absolutely. But they seem to have a special compartment in, in their hearts <laughs> of, special of, of rage. Yeah, yeah, special rage compartment, yeah. specifically for the Thousand Suns. <laughs> <laughs> the Horus Heresy. In the beginning of uh, Horus's treachery, Malkador the Sigilite requested that teams of space wolves be sent out to the many of the legions to oversee the remaining Primarchs. Those sent to the Night Lords and Alpha Legions were killed outright, and even the Blood Angels accidentally killed their team in a fit of red thirst. <laughs> oh, uh, this only served to increase Rust's distrust of other legions. Yeah, he's already his him and his legion have already come to blows with probably five other legions, <laughs> now a and now we've more. just added three more to this list, like. They get into conflict with so many other Astartes, more than any other legion, for sure. It's like that uh, Simpsons thing about the Scots. All you Scots are contentious people. (laughs) Scots and other Scots! (laughs) Damn Scots, they ruined Scotland! (laughs) Russ and his legion uh, was not present during the Dropsite Massacre, nor at the Siege of Terra, as he was preoccupied with his mission focused on the Thousand Suns. One of the more tragic tales of the Horse Heresy, Russ's initial orders from the Emperor were for him and his legion to pick up the Primarch Magnus on his homeworld of Prospero and escort him back to Terra to be punished for breaking the Edict of Nikea, stating that no sorcery was performed. Yeah, this was... Uh... Magnus like broke through a bunch of the Emperor's protective barriers on yeah. Terra. So what ended up happening is Magnus found out that Horus was actually turning. Um, so then he sent a message to Terra, to the Emperor, but in order to get that message, he had to break all, all these webway gate Psychic wards and yeah. stuff. That the Emperor had, like, erected yeah. to, like, protect Terra. Yeah. And then, you know, the palace gets flooded by demons, 
Uh, so then the Emperor sends like Magnus to go to go reprimand him. You know? Yeah, yeah. He but says, it, Russ, you know, go pick up Magnus, bring yeah. him back. You know, it's time that I yeah. put a lock and ball and chain yeah. on this bad boy, sit him on the throne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the punishment stool, really. It's what it is. Uh, Horace, however, had other plans. And after intercepting that order, he changed it uh, and changed it to cause an all-out assault by the Space Wolves on Prospero, calling it the Burning of Prospero. Though the planet itself was raised, the majority of Thousand Suns escaped into the Eye of Terror and were, do- <laughs> 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 they were doggedly pursued by the 13th Company of Space Wolves. Rough, which, rough. Which included the wolf, Wolfenkin kind. Uh, this great company would not be seen for the next 10,000 years. Yeah, they just disappeared into the Eye of Terror, you know. On the hunt. Chasing. Faithfully chasing their, <laughs> yeah. the heels of their prey. <laughs> But yeah, like that that whole battle's crazy. Like it's a whole legion against another legion. They wipe out a whole planet essentially. I mean, that's what you like I think that's you got to have that if yeah. you're doing legion on legion. It's in like their fortress world. Yeah. How many like places do they have around the planet, you know, uh, where they have arsenals of power and other inventory and weapons? Like you got to destroy the entire planet. <laughs> yeah. I, it's just for safety, and especially know? when it's like warp touched or whatever. Absolutely. So. Yeah. It's also yeah, a sign of corruption has taken over the entire planet. Yeah. So They also uh brought with them custodies and sisters of silence which I can't remember how it all plays out because I read the novel and I think you read the novel too, yeah. but this was like years ago when it first came out. I, How can Constantine Valdor, so he himself, who's head of the Custodes at the time, accompanies Russ and the Space Wolves in the Burning of Prospero, personally. How can that message get screwed up when the guys who are literally there, when the, <laughs> the order is issued? I can't remember if Valdor was on Terra when he initially hmm. orders that. Yeah, I don't. Is it just like a massive plot hole I just stumbled across? I or I have no idea. I can't remember entirely. Like, I think the is it possible the order like Constantine just didn't know the details of the order that were given to Russ? It's possible. Like anything's possible in 40k, but it does seem like a, it's a starting weird to thing. stretch my. Yeah, because they're just so deep in the Emperor's confidence. You right. Know? Exactly. Like I'm sure he would. Maybe I feel like he would have told them. Yeah. Yeah. There's got to be something around it. Maybe. Maybe Horace wiped Constantine Valdor's mind. Or he says there's been a change in orders while they're already en route. Yeah. And Absolutely. He's already yeah, gone. And like yeah, you get yeah. an order from Horace, you're like, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like, okay. like, whatever. It's not like Horace okay. is going to lie to us. He'd never do that. <laughs> yeah, because as soon as Constantine leaves Terra, anything coming from the Emperor right, he would exactly. accept as from the yeah, Emperor. Yeah, or Horace in exactly, his stead. Yeah. Like, oh, no, no, the Emperor changed his mind. It's actually yeah. all out war. Torch the planet. Oh, Leave no survivors. <laughs> <laughs> Leave no survivors. Oh, Harried by a trade of forces, the Sixth Legion was unable to make it to Terra in time for the final confrontation. Much to Russ's despair and regret, his anger stewed for some 200 years until one day at a feast on Fenris, he announced he was leaving. <laughs> that took a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they... Like I'm gloss, we're glossing over like the the Codex Astartes, you know. Sure. Russ really didn't like it, so he almost went to war with uh, against Gilliman. You space wolves are contentious people. <laughs> a violent thought, some might say. But yeah, um, so we're kind of skipping a lot of that um, because it doesn't really affect anything in the yeah. future. Yeah, like you know, we all know the outcome of the Horus Heresy. Like they weren't really involved in that part. Like yeah, the only like yeah, there's the Codex, and then they kind of just like 
Things built, things built up over yeah, time until Russ finally, finally decided that's it. Enough I'm is enough. Okay. Yeah. So Russ led a force into the Eye of Terror, searching for a chance at revenge. Though he was never seen again, he had promised that he would return for the final battle for the Wolf Time. Uh, for the Wolf Time. Yeah. Just, Still waiting for the Wolf Time. Yeah. You'd, you'd think that. You know, Noctis Eterna, Imperium Nihilus, yeah. the Gork's Grin. <laughs> those might be indicators that the wolf time is coming, Russ. And it's uh, a time to come back. None of those are wolf-like, though. <laughs> it has to be very explicitly. Wolf's Grin? Huh? Mm, all right. The Wolf Smile? The Long Night? That could be Noctis Eterna. Isn't that actually what it translates to, is the yeah, Eternal Eternal Night, night yeah. yeah. That sounds like something wolves <laughs> like. <laughs> You slap a moon on there, you got yourself a stew. <laughs> ah. All right, now we are entering the age of the Imperium. Uh, for years, years, the Space Wolves waited for their Wolf King to return, but alas, he never did. Sometime after, um, actually only like seven years or something, uh, Bjorn the Fell-Handed was named the Great Wolf, leader of the Space Wolf Legion, and it was him that called the first Great Hunt. And uh, the Great Hunt has been called some 30 times in the past 10,000 years. And it's always, uh, like, the focus on the hunt is, like, finding Russ. None of them, I think, believe that they're actually going to find Russ. But they go search for clues of, like, where they think he is or where he's been. Try to find droppings. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Little bits of hair, fur, (laughs) shed claws everywhere, exactly. Um... (laughs) 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 Smells like wolf shit. (laughs) We're on the right path. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, so the entirety of the chapter participates these great hunts, and they search the stars looking for clues to his whereabouts. These great hunts always inspire the Space Wolves to great deeds and rousing victories, and many of their largest blows to the enemies of the Imperium have been struck during these great hunts. Um, it's pretty neat, you know, when the hunt finally ends... All the Space Wolves, without fail, gather back at the Fang. They have these huge celebrations and feasts and carousing and drinking and, you know, song-telling. Bjorn is inevitably awoken from his long slobber (laughs) to hate his existence (laughs) once again, recount tales of when he walked the land with the God King and... Yeah, it's a pretty cool time. I like the Great Hunts, the idea. Yeah, I, it's yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. I like yeah. that it seems to, like, there's only 30 out of 10,000 years. Sure. Yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, you you could probably go entire generations of space marines, of space wolves, with no Great Hunt ever being called. And yeah. then one is called, you know? And apparently they're commonly called when um, space wolves receive visions of Russ. Oh, okay. So, yeah, he apparently he visits them in their dreams or in their mind's eye or whatever <laughs> yeah and he tells them now is the time for the great hunt you know search for me look in this system <laughs> why don't you come to us <laughs> <laughs> search for me <laughs> As he, leaves. he likes to be pursued <laughs> dogs like chasing it's their own tails the <laughs> yeah uh the space wolves were extremely active throughout the last ten thousand years bringing forth their emperor given fury against his foes and here are some of their more notable encounters prior to the ultima founding so they do a lot of things between m30 and m40 but the coolest things yeah, happen they do in... about like ten thousand years of things yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's so, a lot to but, cover but the coolest <laughs> things happen in m40 so we're gonna start in 445 <laughs> m41 <laughs> uh the months of shame 
So in the aftermath of the first War for Armageddon conflict, the Space Wolves moved to protect Imperial Guard and civilians from Armageddon from Inquisitorial purges, leading to a first kind of a, a Cold War where the Space Wolves refused to fire upon other Imperium um, vessels. stuff. Yeah, yeah. vessels. <laughs> uh, and then eventually it becomes a direct clash between the two powers. And at the very peak of the conflict, the Inquisitorial you know, force brings their entire army to Fenris and their intention is to just lay siege to the planet and destroy this, <laughs> Jeez. this chapter legion. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. The Fang's known as, like, the second most fortified place in the entire Imperium. Really? Yeah. I, think, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think the, the Terra is the first one, Sure, the, the palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, that's a ballsy move for the Inquisition to <laughs> walk up to a founding <laughs> legion and try to wipe them out. How'd that I, go for them? I have gripes <laughs> against almost every part of this month of shame. Um, so let's work down the list. Okay. <laughs> 37 points. <laughs> Welcome to my PowerPoint. So first of all, if, if the Inquisition has decided that this population has come into too much contact with chaos, with the warp, and they need to be put down, and someone actively stops them... That's bad. Yeah, that's almost like <laughs> taking the side of the Ch force of... Of, of yeah, chaos. Of chaos. So, some would say you're serving chaos. <laughs> some would say. <laughs> Not me, of course. You know, no. I would never say anything bad about the space force. <laughs> but some might say that. Um, so, yeah, first of all, that's red flag number one. <laughs> Strike one. Yeah, yeah. Red flag number two, the Grey Knights are actively involved in combat against these space wolves. Now... Participating in the culling, I can see it. Space wolves are very good at like mind wiping powers. Like a single battle brother could probably mind wipe a million <laughs> inhabitants, you know, very quickly. You know, they just walk through and everyone's <laughs> blank now. Yeah. But to force the Grey Knights, whose entire duty is to fight chaos, actual warp chaos thing, yeah. demon stuff, to be like, nah, actually, we're going to pull you away from those front lines and we're going to cause you to fight other Marines. It's so stupid. Yeah, it's not any of their place to do anything. No, of that. it's not. Like, yeah. and the you can say the Inquisition, like they're under the orders of the Inquisition. They have to listen to them. Like, I think that's true, but only up to a certain point. I think that if an Inquisition, if an, an Ordo Xenos guy comes to a Grey Knight and says, "Hey, I need help um, fighting this Xenos population," and the Grey Knight says, "Cool, are they attuned to the warp?" And the guy says, no, why? That's stupid. <laughs> why would you ask? Yeah. And the Grey Knight says, okay, bye. <laughs> yeah. You have you other know? people to do that. Exactly. Yeah, you're, you're wasting yes. a very specialized tool on something that they're not yes. used for. The Grey Knight is not, it's not worth risking his life against a space wolf when he needs it to protect the Imperium from a demon. So I don't like any of the conflict between Grey Knights and Space Wolves. Especially since they just finished the first war for Armageddon, which is like this huge war where like the demon prince Angron comes and wipes out a whole bunch of planets. So the Space Wolves and the Grey Knights get together, mind you. This is maybe a month before the month of shame. <laughs> they're battle brothers. They're homies. Yeah. Fighting side by side. Some killing demons. demons. Some of these Marines like, haven't slept yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. They're still in Wipe the blood off their armor. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and then, and then they banish Angron and they're like, high five, buddy. Like, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, no. Actually. Actually. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I yeah. don't like any it's of the conflict. Weird. I think they could have really done that. 
And it's not like the Inquisition can't summon other resources. And even space <laughs> marine hunting resources. Any other resource <laughs> yeah. would work before Minotaurs. Oh, are, yeah. man. Uh, so during this, so so they're in this like weird little like uh like blockade situation. They're both in their fleets or whatever. The Inquisition's on one side of the system, Russ and his guys are on the other. Not Russ, but the Space Wolves are. Yeah. And then the chapter master, Logan Grimnar, decides to go parlay. They try to do a talk or whatever. So he goes to the flagship. Of have like, some high tea or have something. Have some high tea, yeah. you know. Talk like civilized gentlemen. Of course. Of, you know, we're both imperialists. Sounds like we're space both, wolves. Yeah, we're both loyalists. <laughs> we can come. We're going to let you on the ship just to see what you guys were trying to say. <laughs> we're going to try to decipher this. <laughs> yeah, so he makes his way onto his ship and, and he approaches like the Grand Master of the Grey Knights. A, a, gra- gran- a Grand Master. A Grand Master. One of the most powerful guys in the Imperium. Yeah. And then he just decides to gank him. Just kill him. He them. says, hey, <laughs> you didn't follow the rules of parlay. Man, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to kill you. And then he just kills him. Literally just kills him and teleports away. And, yeah, it's crazy. I have but- <laughs> yet to see any excommunicata Tratoris symbols stamped over the Space Wolves. Yeah, and Come keep on. in mind, those two are fighting Angron side by side a day later, or a it, day earlier. It's, it's, it's so, so stupid. weird. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't also think- killed him with a Chaos Axe, by the way. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into that. <laughs> the hole gets deeper. Yeah, yeah, this is all- it gets worse. <laughs> the story gets worse. Yeah, but... It's a whole thing. I know lots of people like the the months of shame. And it's, it's kind of cool that like, yeah, they try to defend the population, I, but it's just I, like I really like the idea of space wolves standing up for what they view as innocence. Sure, because there is like a sense of nobility and even like a chivalry and aspect savagery to at it. the same time. Almost like well, a, a it's we're willing savage. to commit savagery to protect innocence. I mean, it's a far cry from their uh, sacking of Malorian. Where they, <laughs> right, they, they themselves, yeah. <laughs> maybe we shouldn't kill all the. <laughs> all but some just most. <laughs> just most it's a process half yeah. i'll settle for half nobody's perfect on day one you know gosh i'm getting better but uh, like i think any other force that the Inquis- inquisition chose to would choose to draw from would be better than space wolves even if it was some stupid imperial guard regiment or even another space marine legion i just don't like the gray knights being involved in things that aren't gray knight and having fucking chapter masters killed I choose to believe that that didn't happen. I choose. I choose, and that's my choice. Okay. 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 Well, yeah. That go look at. There's a whole lot of information in the month to shame, Um, and there is some cool stuff, and there's a lot to unpack there, but. There we'll, is. We'll, we'll skip past a lot. In of the it. end, like um, Bjorn is actually woken up. Yeah. For this, once uh, the inquisitorial forces arrive at Fenris, um, and you know it looks like a siege and like all-out war is inevitable. Yeah. Bjorn wakes up and he's like, "Fools! Like, why are you fighting the Inquisition?" And then he's like, "I'm gonna go talk to them." He goes talk to them and he demands demands <laughs> that the Inquisition never ever comes back to Fenris. Oh, okay. And you know what they do? They say, "Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> of course, Bjorn. Anything for you, Bjorn. You want me to oil your machine?" <laughs> Anything. Let me swap out your ornaments. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Fuck your wolf tail. Yeah. <sighs> Frustrating. Yeah, it's a situation. So let's move on to another <laughs> yeah. 400 years. Uh, Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing could be that stupid again, right? Uh, okay, here we go. 886M41. The Fenris incident. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the Ecclesiarchy arrives at Fenris to investigate a claim of their worship of pagan gods. 
The Space Wolf orbital defenses fire upon the Ecclesiarchy vessel, chasing it away. And almost a year later, an Ecclesiarchy fleet and three orders of the Adeptus Sororitas attempt to land on Fenris by force. A three-week war erupts before the Ecclesiarchy decides to withdraw. I have never heard of this one before. I want to read about this more. But I tell- didn't. This was kind of all I saw yeah, on this okay. one, unfortunately. It's so crazy that they've waged war now with the Inquisition and the Ecclesiarchy. At what, point are you, at what point are you not a traitor? Are you forget- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Mark, please don't forget about the times that they waged war against other space Oh, yeah. Well. Oh, yeah. What the? Yeah. Is there anyone they haven't fought with at this point? Like, at this point, if you're a member of the Imperium and you haven't <laughs> right. fought the Space Wolves, what's wrong with us? You're kind of a bitch, yeah. <laughs> like... You're the you're well. They're the, the alpha dogs. So. <laughs> they're just putting yeah. everyone else in their place. You're the person who's like the space wolves. They like you're not a threat. I don't even care yeah. about that. <laughs> you're you're nothing. Yeah. Right. I would rather go fight the ecclesiarch. <laughs> you stupid idiot. Crazy. Uh, and then uh, the final thing that I think is one of their cool moments actually uh, happened in nine 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 M forty one, and it's called the hunt for the wolfen. And the wolfen returned from the eye of terror. This is the thirteenth. A great company that actually disappeared during the burning of Prospero. Sure. Um, So the Wolfen returned from the Eye of Terror amid a series of great warp storms across the Imperium. The Space Wolves sought to gather the Wolfen as a clue to find Lehman Russ. And that sounds so cool to me. That sounds like prophecy being fulfilled. (laughs) Like the great... Like, that company disappears 10,000 years ago. And all they have are legends yeah. about this company. You know, yeah. like, there was a 13th company. And it's lost I in the swear, war. they were werewolves. <laughs> <laughs> Shut Jonas up again. <laughs> He's too far into the mead. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I love... It, it sounds like prophecy. You yeah, know, yeah, you yeah. hear whispers of the wolfen making a return. You're like, whoa, hold on. Russ can't be that far behind if the wolfen are coming. Yeah. And so the hunt for the wolfen was... Uh, it's kind of similar to a great hunt where everyone in the chapter participated and they went out over the entire galaxy hunting for these wolfen because uh, Grimnar and Bjorn were like, man, we can't let the Inquisition get their hands on these guys because they'll think we're like mutants. <laughs> on top of all the other stuff That's that right. they already yeah, think yeah, about yeah. us. <laughs> so they're like, we, we got to uh, get the... At what point are you not the bad guys again? <laughs> <laughs> we're harboring I, mutants now. Like 10 points yeah. ago, they were the bad guys. <laughs> but yeah, they're they're hunting for these wolfen. They think they're clues that will lead them to rust, but they also want to protect them from the yeah. Inquisition. Like, I, I really like that aspect of it. The, like, the hunting for prophecy and feeling like you're living and, like, these are the wolf times and yeah. we'll do our best. Like, that's a very cool image for me. Yeah. Cool. <sighs> yeah. So that's my – that was what I chose to share with everyone about sure. the Age of the Imperium. Nice. Yeah. They, they did a lot of stuff. Like, they, they defended the Imperium for 10,000 years. Yeah. They, were, they had a, a huge um, portion of play in the 13th Black Crusade. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, they – I think he committed all 12 – like, Logan committed all 12 great companies to the, the Black Crusade, which I don't think cool. any other chapter, chapter. like, sent I, their full force. <laughs> I think a few did, actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some so, of the minor chapters. Oh, okay. Yeah. It feels a little less special when, you know, like you're not a founding. Yeah, yeah. They all obviously <laughs> are the big dogs yeah, they're in the a big yard. Yeah. And Logan, I think he even uh, commanded a lot of the forces. Yeah, he's, he was elected the leader of all Imperial forces. So like, he's that's like, a pretty big yeah. deal. Commanding all the Cadians and every other regiment that shows up and the other space marines that show up. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, let's talk about the Ultima founding. Uh, so, originally wary of their non-Fenris-born brothers, chapter master Logan Grimnar 
initially refused to have the Grey Shields join his chapter. Uh, his fear was that Gulliman was using these reinforcements as a way to infiltrate and control the chapters. They also didn't have wolf in their title enough. So. <laughs> <laughs> you can't roll with us. So uh, you... Of course, these are the Primaris that uh, came out of Mars. Yeah. Thank you, Call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so Grey Shields, you know, they made them of every chapter, every legion, and were given out in... I think it was a pretty common thing. It seemed oh, yeah. kind of 50-50 split on whether a, a chapter was willing to accept them into their ranks. Man, I, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't. I think they all opened on willing arms. Even Dark Angels are like, we like to keep secrets, but come share our secrets. Everyone except Space Wolves, man, and even them, they take them. Yeah. Like, they all take them. I think that there's... I. I think that the point is that everyone is going to take them, <laughs> but they got to write a little bit of like, oh, will tension, they, yeah. won't they? Is yeah. this the secret to success, <laughs> or is this our doom? <laughs> you know, like, Can you write a five-piece romance novel? <laughs> Primaris is being inducted into chapters. <laughs> yeah. uh, so after assessing his own chapters' low levels and hearing the testimony from a Jarg uh, Iron Oath, Chapter Master Grimnar agreed to welcome the new recruits into the Space Wolves. Yeah, apparently sure. they got pretty pretty roughed up after the Thirteenth Black Crusade. Yeah. You know, committing all your forces to it. <laughs> so I, I think it, it's kind of like a necessity for sure. them to accept it. But it, look, I agree. Like, at this point, I'm not going to be bitching about Primaris yeah. Marines. You know, <laughs> I, I can't do it anymore. You know, it's all bad lore. We all know it. It's just you know, we'll move past. How that. many times do we have to kick this same <laughs> yeah, dead horse? Exactly, the same <laughs> dead dog. <laughs> Don't don't ever kick a dog. That's that's just wrong. what if it's a space wolf dog? Doesn't matter, Eric. They're still beautiful creatures. <laughs> <laughs> They're special boys. They're yeah. good boys. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of their history. They do accept in the end, they accept their primaris brothers. Yep. Um there's inevitably some tension between them, but we actually will talk a little bit more about that when we uh mention specifically the gene seed. Yeah, and how that kind of interacts. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But uh let's move on away from from their history and let's talk about space wolves themselves let's talk about their home world of fenris fenris is a harsh planet so cold for most of its year that the oceans freeze over and then so hot for a small portion that the outer crust of the planet cracks and spews lava <laughs> okay i didn't know that part not a very temperate oh, world yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get the Honestly, bo- best of both worlds yeah. <laughs> summer times are great <laughs> It's balmy, it's hot, you get, a, you get a nice lava tan. And the winters are nice and cool. Yeah, it means growing the beard is totally worth it. <laughs> yeah, a million years ago when I first dipped my toe into 40K, when you guys convinced me, it was right to Space Wolves. I remember that. Right to learning about Fenris and thinking it was such a cool planet. The unreliability of the geography has forced its inhabitants to a nomadic life constantly moving to what may be solid ground for their tribes yeah when it when it talks about like the winter all the oceans freeze over yeah. except for like very small pockets or something yeah and there's like um islands out there and there's no need to like sail or anything because you can just walk on the frozen ocean so all these tribes are like contending for like resources food you know you got to follow the food resources and stuff but then when summertime comes all these ocean stuff starts to melt so you better have some ships ready. 
and even then at that point like the islands that you're on it might be lava there's a good, <laughs> yeah there's like a good chance that island is not going to be an island for very long so you gotta huff it out of there like pretty fast it's like a constant state of like do, flux and danger do you think like the ocean so they're frozen over and they have boats you think they could sail their boats on like the ice like there's like uh, just a, a sled yeah, it's a sled? called the boat the boat sled <laughs> yeah like just like uh, yeah i wonder if yeah, that, that would make sense. I love the imagery of that, of, like, still Giant using, Viking like, a sails. longboat, yeah. but in the sails and still kind of, like, yeah, they're putting like, skis oars up! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, skis the come oars, up. <laughs> the oars are just these massive spikes that they, like, dig into the ice and, like, push the boat just forward. <laughs> yeah, like, ski poles. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's why they're so ripped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm liking it. Fenris orbits its sun every three to four Terran years on an elliptical orbit, which contributes to the severity of its weather patterns. Yeah. So the part of the ellipsis, like a point of it, is right near the sun. So it's traveling right near the sun. That's the hot months. And then on the rest of its journey, it's so Frozen. far away from the sun that everything just freezes. Uh, the only continent that is stable enough to not change during these upheavals is called Asheim and has been claimed by the Space Wolf chapter. It is that they who built the Fang, a great fortress, monastery, where they house their chapter. I was about to ask about that. Like, well, if everything's unstable, where's the Fang? The Fang inhabits the tallest mountain peak on the planet and is so tall that it rises beyond the atmosphere, which allows it to be used as a docking point for ships entering and leaving the planet. That's so great. So Fenris just has like a big spike sticking out of it. Well, yeah. It, it totally <laughs> makes sense why it's called the Fang too. Just like this point coming off of this planet that you can see from orbit like it breaks the the circular <laughs> horizon even of the planet it works so well with them being wolves yeah, absolutely. <laughs> because of the harsh reality of life on fenris the natives are in a constant struggle to survive one of their more brutal traditions is to gift a newly born child an axe and if they cannot immediately grasp its haft they are thrown into the frozen seas or risk their weaknesses destroying the tribe Okay. Also have to use the axe to cleave the other babies who are not strong enough to wield the axe. Jeez. Well, Christian and I both famously gave our, our children our axes. Children axes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm happy and to thankfully... report that three or four of my children have actually been able to wield the axe. <laughs> Mine's doing fine with just one limb. <laughs> oh, man. The seas are inhabited by massive monsters, and the lands upon Asheim are no more safe. Snow trolls, shape-shifting doppelgangrels, and massive worms burrow into the landscape. The most deadly is the Phrynesian wolf, whose cunning is as sharp as its massive teeth. Though they are deadly enough on their own, they travel and hunt in packs, exponentially increasing their danger. There's some crazy monsters on this place. They also talk about like the krakens in the sea yep. that they're known to yeah. fight. It's and... very mythological yeah. creatures, massive sea monsters, like super dangerous. Yeah, between the environment and the uh, the monsters, I can see why they kill their weak babies they can destroy the tribe yeah like everyone it's a little every, harsh everyone has to pull <laughs> it's their a, it's just a baby <laughs> everyone has to pull their weight Eric, even the no, baby I totally get it <laughs> me too me, me too, too man too. i just see why they're so angry <laughs> why this they fight so live. many other people yeah. yeah this place sucks <laughs> man no wonder i'm angry all the time <laughs> have you talked to your therapist yeah they said go fight more things <laughs> Have you tried killing civilians? <laughs> <laughs> that seems to calm me down. Uh, 
their their tri- or their planet's cool too. They'll have like a bunch of tribes on it, and they all are all, always waging war on each other. So even if Why the wildlife they? or the element doesn't <laughs> they, they kill you, they fight for access to these resources into land. Yeah, you know, like stable islands yeah. and stable land. Yeah, and like fighting is fine. Like the space wolves are even encourage it. Yeah. You know, like uh, they might even drop off weapons packages. <laughs> for people, you know? Here, use these. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but don't fight the monsters with these. Fight each other. Yeah, with, yeah. You know. But That's yeah, like, too easy if you fight the monsters with those weapons. Yeah, Come on. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like it's a crazy planet for sure. Um, we're going to hop over to the gene seed of the Space Wolves. The other thing that makes them them. The original gene seed of the Space Wolves had major mutations and deviancies. Without fail, it passed these traits along to uh, the members for thousands of years. While it did have a probable, probable 100% rate of mutation, it was stable for the most part. Uh and its mutations were predictable, and it did not cause the gene seed to fail. Like, one of the mutations is they grow fangs in their older age. Yeah, so like, it's like you're you're almost like 100% guaranteed to get that mutation. Yeah. But that mutation doesn't cause you yeah. to explode in chaos spawn. No, just know? 30 so. more minutes of – or 30 more seconds of brushing your teeth. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yes, well, you got to get those pearly whites. <laughs> yeah, Come on. Exactly. So – uh, in fact, the only time, uh, the only noted time when the gene sheets changed was a little-known incident sometime after the Horus Heresy that caused it to only work on the inhabitants of Fenris. This ins- ensured that no other brothers would be raised that were not Phoenician-born. After the initial creation of the Legion, the gene seed became increasingly unstable, which is now seen in the Canis Helix gene and the Curse of the Wolfen. Yeah, so obviously the Marines that were born as part of the Sixth Legion you know, as its inception, they would not have had the Canis Helix gene. Yeah, yeah. And I can only assume that once, like, Fenris became a part of, like, the history of the Sixth Legion and Russ, you know, got access to the gene vaults and, like, all the genetic technical scientists of Terra, like, he must have asked for the Canis Helix to, like, be whipped up for him specifically, or, like, you don't just find a batch of genetic code in a cave (laughs) on Fenris, and you're like, ah, yes, this will go well with my gene seed (laughs) Astartes, you know? It has to be Imperium made. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know if they're ever even really clear. A lot of it's just so confusing, and different authors mean different things with it. And then you got authors writing crazy shit like there's no wolves on Fenris. Then you're really in the weeds. <laughs> that is <laughs> such a meme. <laughs> but, but you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, I I wish the like there's a lot in the Gene Seed that I think doesn't really make sense. You'll see like the cup come up at different times and there's a lot of names for the trials and the tribulations that they have to go through. Um, So just, you can see the imprint of eight different authors on this, unfortunately, which is not the space wolves fault, but it is games workshop. (laughs) And I'm blaming you. Yeah. It it just seems like there's just too much weird gene seed manipulation and like thrown in Canis helix. And now only Phoenicians can do it, but Phoenician population are wolves. Apparently like, Shh. There's no wolves on Fenris. <laughs> oh, yeah. It it's crazy. Let's carry on. <laughs> Let's carry on. <laughs> the mutations that had passed down are very well documented and easily seen in the Battle Brother of the Sixth Legion. These special mutations are given through the Canis Helix, which is a new com- a unique component of the Space Wolf's gene seed. These mutations include enhanced animalistic abilities such as hyperacute senses of hearing and smell, elongated canines, shaggy hair that becomes gray and then white as the marine ages, pale yellow eyes, not all the time, sometimes I get that, 
animalistic ferocity unmatched in battle. <laughs> unmatched. Yep. <laughs> okay. But most importantly, and dangerous mutation of the space wolf is the curse of the wolfen. Yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry. No, no. Are we... you going to jump in the wolfen? Yeah. Um, before that, the hyperacute senses of hearing and smell, I think it's worth noting that, like, you're talking about space marines who are already have enhanced senses. So, like, on what level? Yeah. Like, how much more enhanced can you get? Well, we we only assume that you can only always get better. You know, like, we have three cones in our eyes, but some people have four cones. And maybe some eyes, like, maybe their eyes actually gain, like, optics. Telespo- or, telescopic telescopic stuff, yeah. Maybe they can see in other dimensions. <laughs> Maybe they can see inside the warp, and that causes all their powers to be so not warp. <laughs> I don't think any of that's true. Uh, yeah. They sound like dogs. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to come out and say it. You got really good hearing and smell. You got some elongated canines. You got some shaggy hair. Uh, you got some pale yellow dog eyes. Oh, sorry, just pale yellow eyes. <laughs> And then, the most importantly, you can actually just turn into a wolf. So, <laughs> dogs. Hear me, hear me out. Space dogs. Anyways. The Curse of the Wolfen and the Test of Morkai. Um, do you talk about the Test of Morkai or who Morkai is at no, all? No, actually, I don't. Morkai is just like one of the, the tribesmen on Fenris, like their god, like the god of, um, I think it's like death even. There's two. There's the twin wolves, there's Morkai, and there's one other one. But okay. anyways. Wait, wait, wait. Does that mean the Ecclesiarchy was right and they were worshipping pagan gods? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. The no, no was yeah. right about How everything. How many times yeah. do we have to clarify well, that they are the... not good? Yeah, I don't think the space wolves are good guys. No. <laughs> necessarily. <laughs> well, well, no, maybe they're good guys, but they're not Imperium aligned That's guys. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they don't... That's a good distinction. Yeah, there are don't... no good guys in 40k, <laughs> and there are no wolves on Fenris. <laughs> <laughs> Two things to remember. All right, go on. The Canis Helix is the first and most important gene seed given to the aspirants of the Space Wolves. Once drunk from the cup of the Wolfen during the test of Morkai, the aspirant goes, uh, undergoes a terrifying transformation. Their body reshapes itself into a bestial state. Bones are rearranged. Hair grows from their entire body. And the hunger for raw meat and thirst for blood. So, once again, they are dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Wolf. (laughs) The transformation. The transformed aspirant is then adorned in the harsh Phoenician wilderness. They must control the raging beast within and without while surviving the terrible conditions of the planet. If they... if they succeed in overcoming, they are welcomed back into the Fang, and their journey to become an Astartes continues. If they fail to conquer their bestial rage, they transform fully into the Wolfen, left in the wilds of the Fenris as a beast. Yeah, crazy. An odd note about the Space Wolf gene seed, or the remainder of the organs, will not work in the body that has not undergone, undergone the test of Morkai. So yeah, at some point in like their genetic history... Their gene seed just stopped working unless the body had already undergone the test of Morkai and had consumed from the cup of the wolfen. Yeah. Which I, I'm i okay with that. Sure. It's, it's an interesting enough thing. Um, yeah, I don't understand, like, the history of how that would happen. Yeah. But I'm not a genetic doctor. No, so. no, no. <laughs> I'm not Nor am I a dog doctor. No, yeah. so, no, exactly. And it seems like you need to be both of those <laughs> to understand yeah. this. Even my experience with cups is just drinking out of it. Like, <laughs> You're not a cup When was the last time you that. turned into a dog after <laughs> drinking out of a cup? 
Uh, yeah, it's crazy. So they like full on turn into werewolves and then run around the wild and <laughs> just ripping shit apart <laughs> until they're like, oh yeah, I'm done, I guess. Or I'm not. <laughs> I love this. Yeah. No, this is me. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought Fenris was a piece of crap, but I like it now. <laughs> Look at how strong I am. Watch me, watch me scale this mountain. <laughs> I'm a wolf. Watch, Logan, watch. <laughs> it's funny that the Space Wolves are actively making their already crappy planet worse. <laughs> Let's just introduce well, some uh, come werewolves into the mix. It, it's population control of the wolves. <laughs> of Everest, you know? They need enough danger to properly test the inhabitants. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's crazy. Um, it's cool. <laughs> Let's talk about the Cup of Wolfen. The legend goes that the cup was originally owned by Russ and had been passed down to the original Space Wolves to partake from. The first Marine to drink, Wolfen, was uh, secretly <laughs> jealous of Russ's name. His name was and, Wolfen, yes. And keep in mind, this was probably a Terranborn Marine. Yeah, most, most likely. <laughs> yeah. Like nine, like ninety nine percent. This guy is from one of the tribes on Terra because he wouldn't have been from Fenris <laughs> at this time. Wolfen. Okay, so Wolfen was secretly jealous of Russ and became a hideous monster, a hybrid of man and wolf. He leaped to attack Russ, but was caught in one strong, muscly, beautiful hand. <laughs> so happy, you was that. choked to death. <laughs> I love it when you read the notes and it, you're just caught off guard. <laughs> Russ was then declared that all who are unworthy would become a wolf in when they drank, and those that survived were worthy of becoming his kin. Wow, Interesting. You, you really like that imagery of his hand, hey? Mark? I'm surprised at how <laughs> you describe it. strong, muscularly beautiful hand. <laughs> Perfect fingernails, immaculately groomed. Yeah, I think... It's it's a fun legend, you know. I yeah. like, I like just that story being passed down as each aspirant takes the like drinks. Someone intones behind them, "This was the cup of Russ who gave it to his chosen kin." And Wolfin, lo, did he wish to betray Russ? And as he drank, became a wolf. And that's when like the aspirant's body starts yeah. like changing and reforming. And and only if you're true with the wolf will you. Yeah, yeah. And then right when they finish, you know, doors like slam open. The cold of Fenris rushes in and the wolfen like looks at it and he looks back and there's no one else in the chamber they've all abandoned him and, uh, and he howls <laughs> <laughs> Fenris oh my god <laughs> yeah anyways there's some cool imagery there it is a very cool story that that cup, that ten thousand year old cup, has like little like lip marks in it. Like, it's so <laughs> indentations, yeah, it's just, just grooves of where the same lip <laughs> yeah. has gone on it. We're gonna have to stop asking the aspirants to stop Chew. biting the cup. <laughs> take a little sip. Just take a sip. <sighs> Unfortunately, the curse of the wolfen never fully leaves the Astartes, and they will always struggle in times of great stress to control their bestial side. For the wolfen may overtake them in these moments. It is with it is the Rune Priest's duty to watch over his battle brothers and ensure their safety. Rune Priests are like, uh, are they the chaplains? Sorry, I might have wrote this wrong. Yeah, it like, should have been Wolf Priests. It should have been Wolf Priests. I think. It's okay. There's a lot of wolves in there. It's easy, yeah. easy to mix them up. Yeah, Wolf Priests are like chaplains. Yes, that's their equivalent. Yeah, they're responsible for the, the well-being and the health of the, the brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The pack. You can call it the pack. It's the pack. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> they're the mama wolves of the pack. <laughs> it's fine. There was a time in M32 when a wolf high priest by the name of Thar Ariak Herod, 
Haldir. Haldir. Come Hraldir. on. We know that name. Oh, Haldir. That's right. Haldir. Legolas! <laughs> sorry, sorry. Different thing. If there's not at least one Lord of the Rings reference in an it's episode. It's not even a lore hammer. It's not even a lore hammer. Yeah, episode, yeah. So. Uh, he attempted to temper the curse of the wolf and, and fix the instability within the uh, Space Wolf's gene seed. However, the project was sh- cut short when Magnus assaulted the lab, destroying all the progress uh, and killing Haldir. When Bjorn found out... <laughs> yeah, Magnus. another another Magnus, you know? They're always popping up at the worst time, these stupid Thousand Suns. <laughs> yeah, one thing we never talked about is like Magnus and the Thousand Suns, they lay siege to the Fang a couple times. I think they do it twice. Yeah. Um, but they, yeah. oh, they've got a vendetta. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. If someone comes and raises your planet, <laughs> yeah. you know... You're, you're going to want a little vengeance every <laughs> once in a while. Yeah. You're going to stew for a little bit. Uh, when Bjorn find, found out about the project, he was enraged, claiming those attempted to manipulate the gene seed were betraying their Primarch. Call. Hmm. Call. Let's talk about Call after this. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would have destroyed it himself if he had known. He also said, I would have killed you myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was very, very uh, not happy. Yeah, almost that. like you don't mess with gene seed. Yeah, like, almost like you're just one <laughs> stupid wolf high priest and you actually don't know what you're doing. Yeah, or stupid tech, tech mechanic, priest. Of, tech priest, whatever. Whoa, whoa, Bellis, don't don't be talking about my boy. I'm talking Bellis about Bellisarius. No, he's he knows everything. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. During the Ultima founded, founding and the introduction of Primaris Marines, many thought that the curse of the Wolfen was finally behind them, that the Gene Seed no longer held any danger. However, after much studying by the Rune Priest, this had been proven false, and the curse had been followed or and the curse has followed the genetic lineage after all. Yeah, that's a that's a weird one. I think there's a lot of still unknowns with Primaris. Um like as far as I'm aware, Primaris don't drink from the Canis Helix, hmm. the, the cup of the Wolfen. But then how could they still inherit that genetic, like, code to turn them into a wolf? And how do any of the other gene seeds work in a body that hasn't taken the Canis Helix? Yeah. it Maybe it was just, like, the old the, the first batch that were made by Call. They didn't need that Canis Helix, but then everyone else does. So you still might have some Primaris that never actually drank from this but thing. those would be a dying breed. Those would be a dying yeah, breed. But then all the new population. That's how I'm yeah. kind of choosing to look at it. It's possible. I, I really struggle to find any mention of the Primaris actually drinking from the cup. Yeah. Um, but I think that just as they write, you know, I'm yeah. sure in the next edition of um, the Space Wolves Codex... It will just be assumed that all space marines drink from the cup. Yeah. You know, and it's just going to go so. right back to normal. Is so. is it possible that... Absolutely. <laughs> yes, it's 40K. I'll leave it there. <laughs> that is my argument. Yes. No, um, that they are drinking from the cup. The whole thing about drinking from the cup is just like mythologized, where like this was all going to happen anyways. Drinking the cup is just like a... Mm. A thing they do at a certain time, but it's just you're, a ritual. Yeah, exactly. It's it's ritualized, so it ha- actually doesn't contain. the It doesn't do anything, but they think it does something. So it, you know, they because it's timed at the same time. Like your body was going to respond like that anyways. It's almost like a placebo. So hmm. the thing is, before hmm. they drink from the cup, they actually haven't undergone any gene therapy. Therapy. So they they because the Canis Helix needs to be the very first gene seed that you uh, take. Because if you don't take that first, none of the other gene seeds will work in your body. Mm. So they have to take it first. So I guess it's possible that it's not necessarily in the cup, but that means they would be taking, getting this Canis Helix through some other means. 
you know? If the cup is only ritual only, you know, yeah. then maybe they're giving that them seems a... seems like a reach, like, yeah, They're we giving have them a loaf of bread yeah. right before they drink from the cup. <laughs> and that's the thing. And that's, that's the, the thing. Oh, my <laughs> God, there's some mold on the planet and all their bed... It's like, what's that one mold that drove everyone mad? It's like when wheat. <laughs> I don't know, but I think I remember what you're talking about. Yeah, like, that's like the... The cause of like witch trials and stuff because people are eating like moldy bread or shit. I don't know. Anyways, so yeah, clearly the cup has no use and it's the moldy bread. That yeah. I, I don't know. I think it's yeah. in the cup. I like yeah. to think it's in the cup. Yeah. I think it's more than just ritual. I prefer to think of it that way for sure. Like I I, I'm just throwing stuff at the wall. They drink and then they turn into werewolves. Something yeah. is in that cup. <laughs> <laughs> to that otherwise, would be pretty oh shit, we gotta go now. Oh, about to turn. <laughs> And then Russ passes all his websites. <laughs> the guy's intoning the whole legend. Chuck, 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 chuck. Oh, my bones are shifting. <laughs> Give me the cup. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hear me out, though. But, like, what if they time it, like, with the moon is on a certain <laughs> day of the month when the moon is high? You're the worst. <laughs> You're the worst. I'm doing GW's there's work no, for them. There's no moon involved. If there's moon involved... There are no moons on Fenris. <laughs> <laughs> there are only people. <laughs> All right, moving on. I'm done. I, I can't defend them anymore. Yeah. Um, anything else about their gene seed we want to mention? Uh, yeah, I don't know. They have all of it intact still, which is kind of cool. Like, I think they can spit ass. As far can... as I'm aware, yes. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah. all their stuff, which is kind of neat. It, um, it is a pretty neat. I don't think any other chapter has all of them. Uh, no, like some do. Ultra, Ultramarines. They're do. full? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They can still have individuals that fail, though, right? Like, yeah, any any one marine can have something going right. Wrong. But it's not, yeah, it's not like it's not a some chapters. It's just a guarantee that this organ will yeah. never work in yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, do you ever talk about how space marines uh, or space wolves don't have successor chapters? Yes. Okay. I well, have a, a section about... on successors. Okay. Then we won't mention it here. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> well, at the, let's take a quick break. We'll add break. Yeah. And uh, we will be right back. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And welcome back. Uh, we just what a great ad that was. Don't you Ten really want item blank? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you really happy to be a part of insert here? <laughs> 
yeah, so we just finished up uh, talking about Gene Seed. Uh, we've talked about Fenris, the homeworld itself. Let's uh, dive into just some more minutiae yeah. of the Space Wolf chapter. So, yeah, recruitment. Um, to fill their ranks, wolf priests will descend from the Fang and scour the lands of Asaheim. They are treated amongst the tribes with awe and respect, often being treated to great feasts and bouts of competition. It's, it's a pretty big deal That's... when, like, the angels of death descend from their massive fang and you yeah. know, join you at your fire. Yeah, that's such a cool image. Yeah, Just these eight-foot-tall <laughs> superhumans sitting down in the fire next to little old grandma. <laughs> you know, uh, drinking from her cup. <laughs> drink all your ale. And... That's right. All of it. Not even get a little bit drunk. Um, the wolf priest challenged many of the natives to contests of uh, drinking, eating, and wrestling. That's unfair. Though the Astartes <laughs> always wins, uh, his true prize is taking those worthy to the fang to join the ranks of hopeful aspirants. You know, it's obvious he's going to win. In fact, if he lost, that would be such a big upset. <laughs> yeah. They'd probably have to kill everyone around. <laughs> oh, that never happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No witnesses. <laughs> um, yeah. And the wolf priests also keep a watch over the battles and hunts of the tribesmen. And if a suitable candidate is witnessed performing honorably, they may be spirited away to the fang. There's even examples cool. of, you know... Uh, some tribesman is on alone on some journey and he fights this monstrous beast and kills him. Yeah. But uh, in the in the in that battle, he was also mortally wounded. So he's mm. lying there, dying, spilling his lifeblood into the white his red blood into the white <laughs> snows of Fenris, mm-hmm. bleaching the rock. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but the the wolf priests like they're like constantly looking and scouring, and so they're watching this fight and they go rescue him. Yeah, and they take him, and they're like, "Nah, like you've earned your place among our ranks." So, th- not the only time is during their contests, but uh, they're constantly looking. So, you got to always make sure you're acting honorably, yeah. and you know, doing your duty, pulling your weight, yeah, throwing your babies away if they're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in true Fenris, Fenris honor, you know, <laughs> gotta feed the wolves somehow. <laughs> but their recruitment is—it's pretty small and simple because yeah. they can only recruit from Fenris. There's no other planet that can yeah. take their gene seed. And everyone on Fenris is a badass. Too. That's true. So, yeah. like, you, you have can't, to be... you can't live on Fenris and not be one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty simple. Pretty, pretty simple. Uh, let's talk about the Legion breakdown. So in the beginning of the Great Crusade, the six Legion numbers were a paltry 3,500 Battle Brothers. And this changed drastically once Lehman Russ was found on Fenris. And at their height, they numbered 130,000 Astartes. Uh, by the end of the heresy, their numbers had dwindled to just under 100,000 Marines. And these were the 13 great companies that made up the Space Wolf Legion at the time of the burning of Prospero. So you've got the first great company on, uh, and they're known as the Breakers of Rings. So they consisted of at least 3,000 Terminators, and they were commanded by the Jarl Gunner Gunhilt. <laughs> Son uh, of Gunner Gunhilt. <laughs> Son of Gunner Gunhiltson. <laughs> Thousand uh, Terminators. <laughs> then you've got the second great company, Twa, uh, known as the Threadcutters, and they consisted of at least 800 veterans and 60 dreadnoughts. And they were commanded by Jarl Hol- Holmi 
Long Dagger. I'm glad long I didn't have ganger. to read it. This <laughs> Homie <one>. Long Ganger. <laughs> it sounds like a mad gab. Yeah. <laughs> Homie Long Gigger. Homie Long <laughs> What am I trying to say? Hold my Long Dagger. <laughs> uh, third Great Company Tra. Just going to keep going. Known as, known as the Eagles Keepers. Uh, they consisted of at least 9,800 Space Marines in Assault Squad and Support Armor roles. And they were commanded by Jarl. Ogvai, Ogvai, Helmstrat. What are you just making his scrotum? Ogvai, Ogvai, Helmstrat. The fourth great company, four, known as the Bloodworms Masters. Bloodworms Masters consisted of at least 8,600 Space Marines in breacher squads with self propelled artillery. And they were commanded by Jarl Lufen, close-handed. Uh, the fifth great company, Fife, known as the Blood Ice Storm, consisted of at least 10,000 Space Marines in mixed roles with light support armor, commanded by Jarl Almlodhi, Skarsen, Skarsen's son. <laughs> That's my boy! <laughs> I am Scarson. This is my son, Scarson's son. <laughs> and his son, Scarson's son, son. <laughs> uh, the sixth grade company, uh, Sex, uh, commanded by Jarl Skunner. And then the seventh grade company, Sep, known as the White Flames Wielders, consisted of at least 5,200 Space Marines and Destroyer Squads and Immolation Units, and commanded by Jarl Havar Redblade. Havlar? Red Blade. Uh, eighth Great Company, Fortois, is known as the Slaughter Fire Heralds. <laughs> very, very creative names they have. I love <laughs> these, yeah. The Blood Ice. <laughs> White, <laughs> White's Flames Wielders, Slaughter Fire Heralds. Uh, they had 9,500 Space Marines in reconnaissance roles, and they were commanded by Jarl Balder Vidunsen. Vidunsen. The ninth great company, Tra Tra, uh, known just in case you're working on your Space World numbers. Tra Tra, yeah, the Tra Tra. It's, it's actually a dance uh, popularized on Fenris in their great halls. Uh, so they were known as the Serpents of the Battle Moon. They consisted of at least 7,900 Space Marines in support, heavy weapons, and rapier units, and they were commanded by Jarl Stugard Jorkson. There's a test at the end of this, so I want everyone to remember <laughs> the names of all the leaders. Yeah, you better be taking notes. <laughs> 10th Great Company, uh, Deck, uh, is commanded by Hemtel. Uh, maybe that was Jarl Hemtel? I don't know. Or he's just. I think Jarl. He's just Hemtel. <laughs> he actually eschewed the use of Jarl. He said, I am nothing but a servant to all. <laughs> I don't even have a last name. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't die in the next battle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there was the 11th great company, Elva, uh, known as the Sea Flames Bearers, consisted of at least 9,200 Space Marines, primarily veterans drawn from Terra before the discovery of Lehman Russ, and they were commanded by Jarl Valdar Helsdon. Then we've got the 12th great company, Tolv, uh, known as the Shield Nars. <laughs> Because <laughs> really chew on those shields. Uh, they consisted of at least 8,700 Space Marines in close assault roles, and they were commanded by Jarl Yargmeg. And then the 
Sorry, I really yeah, like ahead. that imagery of the shield Nars being close combat. Because obviously they're all equipped with chain swords. <laughs> yeah. So it's just these chain swords gnawing and like biting because their teeth at sure. all the shields of their enemies. Right. Okay. That's the only one that's like made super sense to me. Um, yeah. They bring one of those shields home with them. They curl up by the fire <laughs> and they just chew on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they gotta, they gotta oh, make sure their nice. teeth are nice oh. and conditioned, yeah. you know? It actually comes from a real Viking thing if you care. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? I, do. I don't. Okay. Yeah. We'll leave it there. Go do your own <laughs> reading. Save, it for your, save it for your episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The 13th great company, uh, the number 13 would be Dektra, of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> known as the Corpse Renders. And they consisted of at least 600 Space Marines, primarily light assault infantry, and they were commanded by Jarl Jorin Bloodhowl. And the 13th great company, obviously, being where most of the Wolfen are stuck. Yeah, and that's the one that disappeared after the burning of Prospero and came back during the hunt for the Wolfen. Yeah, yeah, little light on numbers, only six hundred Space Marines. Yeah, I don't think you survive very long as a Wolfen. You know, like hmm. at, you just have too big a desire for like a hunger and thirst for like bloodshed and battle. I don't know. It kind of the Wolfen. Like you always just run into the next fight. Until exactly. You die. Yeah, the like, Wolfen. I draw a lot of similarities between them and the. What's the Black Company for the Blood Angels? Yeah. Yeah, the ones where they're death like... Company. The Death Company. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the ones that they're just company. going to die, you know? And so they were Wolfen still at this time. Like, it wasn't during the 10,000 years where they disappeared that they became the Wolfen? Were they already the Wolfen? They, as far as I'm aware, then? like, the 13th Company was always where they stuck the wolf in. That when they were looking for them, they kind of so knew that that was the case. They found um, Lehman Russ. He's the second one they found in the Great Crusade in, like, very fast. And then the Great Crusade continues for 200 years. But as soon as they found him, production of the Space Marines would have switched to Fenris. And my guess is that the Canis Helix was introduced as soon as possible. And then as soon as the Canis Helix is introduced... You have Wolfen. So I think that Wolfen are definitely a part of the Legion, like, as soon as they find Lehman Ross. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. would mean, in my opinion, that they're all going in the 13th grade company. Yeah. So I think that they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that was them, like, at the, not quite at the height of their power, but pretty close. That's a lot of Marines. That's a lot of guys. Yeah. Whew. Christian, you want to take the next? Yeah, tidbit? so we're going to go into the post-heresy organization. So, so we're going to start that I... list off from the top. <laughs> <laughs> the first company. <laughs> no! What did you want to say? Oh, nothing. Just making jokes. Right. You know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> After the Horus Heresy and wrote Boats Codex Astartes, the Space Wolves never tried to regrow their population back to their Legion numbers. Though they had no successors for millennia and ultimately refused to acknowledge Robot's Codex decrees, they are still remarked as being one of the smaller chapters due to the instability of their gene seed. Yeah, so like what happened? Like they had 10,000 or 100,000 guys at the end of her the Horus Heresy. What happened to all those guys? I told Did no. they just like literally just not recruit until they, they had 1,000 yeah. guys left? I, it doesn't like I. So we were looking at this book prior and the population on Fenris, what did you find, Mark? 3 million. Yeah, it was yeah. 3.2, I think. Okay, 3.2 million. And I understand that 
they can't like there's no way they can keep up with the losses if they're fighting they have a hundred thousand guys that means they can split themselves up into ten thousand different fronts you know and so if they they can't reinforce all ten thousand different fronts at the same time so i understand that there would be a decline but it should be slow in my opinion because space marines don't die all the time. Yeah. You know? Like, there could be thousands of years that the wolves still... Well, maybe not thousands. It could have been, though. Yeah, you, know? you have 10,000 years to play with. Yeah. So, they're at some point, they're at 100,000. Yeah. And, and I don't want them to ever go beyond that. But I get that it would be a slow decline. But for them to say that the population of Fenris now can only sustain less than 1,000 marines? That seems so crazy when previously... Well, they, you know, the, Fenris has been sieged by Magnus, by the Inquisition, by the Eclipse, They die a lot. By Magnus. <laughs> by some weather. Yeah. By some wolves that aren't wolves. By the Kraken. Exactly. They keep putting more dangerous so, wolves out there. The, and an interesting thing to note in our reading that Peter just read of all the great companies is that all the Terran-born Marines mm. were put in one great company, and it was only 9,200 Marines. That means the <laughs> other 90,000 Marines <laughs> yeah. came from Fenris. It was better times during the oh, Crusade. Oh, population was booming. Answers. You don't know. You don't know. Until I see hard numbers for the Fenrisian population. <laughs> This is you with the wolf. Oh, my God. You're so beautiful. <laughs> Let me touch your fangs, wolf. Let me look into your yellow eyes, wolf. No. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't even like space wolves. He didn't even want to be here. Yeah, you got me out of bed. I put on my clothes and came over here to record this just for you. But, yeah, it, I... I think there is definitely something missing. Yeah, like it just there's a lot of guys and then there's not and there's no reason for their. I would love, I would love to see like some genetic disease come like and wipe out ninety percent of the space wolf population, and then they were like, we just can't get our numbers back now. Sure, like some apocalyptic level thing to happen. Where they just lose everyone, and yeah. then they're like, "Okay, you know what? We're not following the codex, but we don't need to put our numbers back to, to exactly. hundred thousand. Yeah, just like why would they not? Yeah, <laughs> they obviously have the capability of doing it. And they don't care about the codex. Yeah, absolutely. They never or the Inquisition or Gilliman. the Ecclesiarch or Gilliman <laughs> or anyone. Is it possible that they just got into so many fights in yeah. that amount of time that it just decimated their population? Thank you for the question. Everyone. Good question. The answer uh, is straight no. <laughs> The Great Crusade and the Horus Heresy is supposed to be the most vicious fighting that the galaxy has ever seen. Yeah, but so they missed chunks of 10, it. In 10,000 years, they have not participated in anything that's supposed to be as terrible as the Horus Heresy. So no, I would say <laughs> their numbers could not have lost that much more in the 10,000 years than they did during the Horus Heresy. Normally, I love arguing numbers in 40K. <laughs> I could do it for hours, but I think we should just move on. Okay. <laughs> All right, back to the reformation <laughs> that led to the modern Space Wolves. The Space Wolves kept the 12 great companies, although they have been renamed and repurposed. Each great company commands its own forges, armories, and fleets, and they can act as an entire armies in their own rights. Yeah, Very I cool. think that's a really big difference between the old great companies and the new ones. The old ones seemed singular of purpose. Yeah, specialized. You know, like this company only does Terminators. This great company 
only has light assault, you know. Yeah. Whereas these newer great companies, they're much more autonomous from each other. Yeah, and they have a little bit of everything. And yeah, exactly. They're tactically flexible. And, yeah. Do you want me to go over each? I yeah. Let's do it. All right. Let's start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the company of the great wolf, the first is the, they're known as the champions of Fenris. Uh, and they use the badge of the night runner, which is a wolf howling at the moon. And the great wolf is Logan Grimnar, the chapter master of the entire legion. Er, yeah. So he chapter. commands like the first company and he also commands the chapter. Bran Redmaw's company, the blood maws badge of the blood, bloodied hunter, wolf Lord Bran Redmaw. And their sigil is like a wolf with like a bloody snout. Yeah, it's like a front profile with its snout. Looks like it's dripping blood. I'm just going to have you like echo all my <laughs> descriptions in a more poetic way. <laughs> <laughs> Anger Craker Doom's company, the Sea Wolves. Kraken Doom. Kraken Doom. Kraken Doom. Kraken Doom. Badge of the Sea Wolf. Wolf Lord Anger Kraken Doom. It's a badge of a wolf. <laughs> it looks like it's licking up some water. Some yeah, waves. it's like a. It almost looks like a wolf dragon rising out of the water, yeah. like a kraken, almost. Almost. <laughs> yeah. ah. Eric Morkai's company, <gasps> the Sons of Morkai, badge of the Morkai, Wolf Lord Eric Morkai. <gasps> Eric, do you want to describe me. your badge? Yeah, it's actually a double-headed wolf silhouetted against a sun, and they're both staring off into the distance waiting for their lover to come back to them, <laughs> who left all those years ago and never came back and the never even wrote. Took the lover! <laughs> Stupid ecclesiarchy. <laughs> Gunnar Redmoon's company. Redmoon's. Badge of the Wolf of the Red Moon. Wolf Lord Gunnar Redmoon. Why don't I just reading the same thing over and over? <laughs> it's uh, their badge. It looks like a moon. It's like a silhouette moon, and then a wolf skull <laughs> in side profile on it. All right. Okay, let's see if you don't read the same thing. Just pick the Harold Deathwolf's company, the Deathwolves. Badge of the Great Devourer. Wolf Lord Harold Deathwolf. It's a wolf howling at a. But almost looks like he's eating a star. A sun, actually, yeah. a sun. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Bjorn Stormwolf's company, the Stormwolves. Badge of the Thunderwolf. Wolf Lord Bjorn Stormwolf. And that is a wolf in its full body. <laughs> yeah. Full body side profile. Yeah. Um, this one, I think it, they have like a bunch of Thunderwolves in it and stuff. And you think so, eh? Yeah, I think so. Is the my... Stormwolf Thunderwolf Company. Yep. <laughs> Egil Ironwolf's Company. The Iron Wolves. Badge of the Iron Wolf. Wolf Lord Boric Gnarlfist. It's cool. That one, it's like the a silhouette of a side profile of the wolf's head. But it looks like... <laughs> It's like he's got metal plates bolted on it. Yeah, it has like like a Like a mechanical wolf almost. Yeah, it is cool. He's an iron wolf. I'll give you that. Um, Crom Dragon Gaze's company, the Drake Slayers, Badge of the Sun Wolf, Wolf Lord Crom Dragon Gaze. Cool. Wolf in front of a sun, and that's all I got because you guys are making fun of me. (laughs) (laughs) Ragnar Blackmane's company, the Blackmanes. Badge of the Blackmane, Wolf Lord Ragnar Blackmane. (laughs) There's a, what theme, is there's a theme in that one. Uh, the badge is a black-maned wolf. <laughs> Thank you, Eric. Of course. <laughs> and we're almost there. Sven Bloodhowl's company, the Fire Howlers. Badge of the Fire Breather, Wolf Lord Sven Bloodhowl. Cool. And it is a wolf breathing fire. And Kiarl Grimblood's company, the Grimbloods. Badge of the Fire Wolf, Wolf Lord Kiarl Grimblood. And it is a wolf that is on fire. <laughs> um... Obviously, if people didn't pick up on it, it seems that they will. Each company takes on like their commander's name, so like obviously that would change over time if a new uh, yeah. company. If a, yeah, if a new wolf lord 
arises to take up one of the great companies, that great company then assumes kind of that identity. Yeah, their title the and their uh, and their sigil even too yeah. would change theoretically. So that's cool. I, I actually really like that part of it. I mean, I also enjoy um, you know like a black or an imperial fist new captain being raised to the third and you know he has a lot of history in the third to keep him going or whatever but i also like this idea that you can create a company and it's your own thing it's a very individualized yeah and tells your saga and like it's your stories that follow you into yeah everything that you do under your banner you earned you know (laughs) like there are other even though if it's all your battle brothers that did it for you yes totally no you come (laughs) in yeah and their company takes on like the mannerisms of their wolf lord and they're, they're so greatly influenced by his presence and how he conducts himself. Absolutely, yeah. They take that on to themselves. Yeah. I really like that. It, it gives, I think it gives a lot of unique capabilities within this. I don't know. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't obvious, they obviously do not follow the Codex Astartes. <gasps> Nani? Um, the Space Wolves, uh approved method for advancing their battle brothers. They also don't reinforce their ranks when they take casualties. Instead, their progression can be broken into four categories with each rank decreasing the squad size. Yeah, it's very cool. Like, yeah, you you get inducted with, like, your pack brothers. You know, you're the same recruits, and then you you fight beside each other. Sven has been killed 10 years ago, but the rest of your brothers are still there. Another 10 years yeah. go by. Now, Fjorgen's dead. <laughs> and they'll never replace Fjorgen. <laughs> no, you know, or Sven. No, they yeah. won't. They you, won't ever. You, you probably, you maybe even took, like, a piece of his armor to carry with yeah, you. Yeah, because yeah, Because he's yeah. your pack brother, yeah, you know? Man. Yeah, man. And you won't ever have another pack brother like him. No, it's Sven. Yeah. He groomed you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was, was it a was out of your beard. <laughs> What kind of grooming are we talking here? <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, okay, well, let's get into how they kind of, how they work, where they start off. Uh, so that you start off with close support, and, you, you know, your your pack is usually 15 or 5 to 15 Marines. 5 how, would be, like, the lowest, but yeah. I would say normally it's around yeah. 15. You know, depending on the tribe that they recruit from, you might only get 5. Yeah, you might have had a bad, bad run. But. Yeah. Space Wolf Neophytes are called Blood Claws. And they're only ha- oh, and they have only just passed the test of Morkai. They are given a chainsword and a bolt pistol and expected to rush headlong to meet their enemy. <laughs> the goal is to have them learn every lesson they need to survive <laughs> as fast as possible. Those that don't survive, or those that do survive, continue to be given the Space Wolf Gene Seed. So this is before they even have Gene Seed. Potentially. Like, it's possible that all these guys have done is pass the test of Morkai. Yeah, and then here's a chainsaw and a bolt pistol. Go rush this Tyranid <laughs> Hierophant or whatever, you know? It's the equivalent to, like, a scout being put into power armor, though. So. No, I don't even think they have Because some scouts are, like, armor. half. Blood claws are totally on power armor. Yeah. They don't have to. So the yeah, ones, yeah, I agree they don't have to, so but the they ones, typically seen in The power ones armor. we see as, like, regular squads, those blood claws, I believe, even have the black carapace. Well, I think yeah, you have so, to by the well, point. Yeah, so they say the next line is they will only re- receive full power armor once they have been given a complete set of gene yeah. seed and may remain a blood claw for a while yet. So I think the scout version of the blood claw is not seen on tabletop. 
Sure. Because but they, they exist in the lore. They do exist yeah. in the lore because they wouldn't be wearing full power armor. Honestly, it sounds to me like you're given a bolt pistol and, <laughs> and a, a chainsaw chain and that's maybe it. some flak armor if you're lucky <laughs> but flying around yeah bolt a layer of plasteel to yourself i, I guess i want to see know. some barbarian like models first and it's just like another one of their tests before exactly. you even get it like yeah lots of times you, we see them fighting other recruits and killing other recruits now they're just fighting other people and an interesting thing to note is that this doesn't cost the chapter anything Cost him a bolt pistol on a chainsaw. Exactly. <laughs> but, Which is a dime a dozen in the Imperium. That's right, yeah. Because they'll just go collect those after the battle. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> Scrape some of the blood and Tails bone off blood. of it. Here is your chainsaw. Yeah. It looks used. <laughs> it's fine. But all they've done is given this person the Canis Helix potentially. So there's no like crazy gene therapy. There's yeah. no indoctrination, hypno stuff. It's just like, here's the Canis Helix. You survive that test. Now go survive war. Yeah. And you think you know war from the tribe. Let me tell you, you don't know shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go fight one war, then come back to us. Exactly. Yeah. Then we'll give you another gene seed. And yeah. maybe we'll send you out again then. Yeah. And you come back and we'll give you another gene seed, you know? Yeah, I, I, I want to see people convert some, like, barbarian models, like chaos barbarians with chainsaws yeah, and bolt pistols yeah. and field Yeah, and guys. then you put, like, little, like, blue steel armor pieces on them that they're yeah. they're salvaging or scavenging yeah. even. So. And some wolf pelts, of course. That's right. Well, that's right. <laughs> to keep them warm yes. in the cold void of space. <laughs> they don't even get ships. No. They just get catapulted off the, the fangs <laughs> peak. The <laughs> Go find the enemies. <laughs> Uh, uh, so blood claws, they have a number of different roles. Um, they could be sky claws, so they're given jet packs. They could be swift claws. They could be mounted on bikes. Assault intercessors, inceptors, reavers, and curses. All those are just yeah. different types of units. Kind of your basic level blood stuff. Claw. Yeah, basic yeah. level blood claw. The interesting thing to note is that in the codex, um, a new battle brother should always start as a devastator. No, no. Assault, At, assault marine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's like the first one that they always start as. Whereas in this one, they aren't. So they're v- oh 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 in other chapters. Yeah, in other chapters they start out as devastators. devastators. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Stupid Eric, I misheard. No, it's okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's very different in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. <laughs> it feels a lot more like the Black Templar. Like we do our own training. You know, it's not up to you to determine how we decide to like progress our battle brothers. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, so after some times, you know, they, they proved themselves. They, they fight in hundreds of wars, probably, I'm sure. Uh, eventually, they get upgraded to the battle line, which is usually five to ten Marines. So, can... so, so they've lost Sven and Fjorgensen and, <laughs> they did, and yes. a couple other Marines, too, along the way. Yeah. Ericsson. Oh, <laughs> my beautiful boy. <laughs> His beard was just coming in, too. Oh, no. <laughs> He'll never be a long fan. <laughs> When a blood squad, when a blood cloth squad has learned all there is to learn, they become gray hunters. These are comparable to the tactical squads of other chapters, and then, uh, and they are often armed with bolt guns or bolt rifles. Um, yeah, they're just your front line. They also will have like pist- bolt pistols and chainswords. They're usually equipped with like the full everything. the 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 gray hunters are like. They can manage it all. They yeah. they, they feel got... like they should be more like veterans. Yeah. Because the blood claws, you can be a blood claw for a, two centuries. Yeah, you know? is, yeah. You, how long have you been participating more until you finally become a gray hunter? Like, you you're definitely feels you're more like a veteran, but yeah. apparently not to the space wolves. <laughs> yeah. Because you haven't earned, like, your... <laughs> 
your fangs and your hair hasn't changed <laughs> yet, and your skin. Those are the and most important stupid, things. stupid, but it's important <laughs> to the space wolves. It's yeah. important. Um, other Grey Hunter roles include intercessors and infiltrators. Um, yeah, it's kind of your base tactical role. Then eventually you get promoted to fire support, um, and that's usually around five Marines. Because, uh, you know... We've lost more. We've lost <laughs> even more. No. Yeah. At this point, we lost Marcuson, no! Christensen, Petersonson. <laughs> That's your grandchild, Peter. <laughs> when the Grey Hunter's fangs are so long and strong, they can pierce even plasteel. It may be time for them to become long fangs. These Marines are trusted with some deadly and rare long-range weaponry of the Space Wolf chapter. With the introduction of Primaris Marines, the long fangs now have access to the heavier Mark X armor as well. Yeah, it, so this is almost, like, put upon them. Like, okay, we see that you're getting a little slower. Your fangs are definitely in now. Yeah. the They're just, also the only ones trusted with the long-range weaponry. Um, apparently, the Space <laughs> Wolves, they view, like, plasma cannons and heavy bolters and their last cannons as, like, relics. Apparently, it's, like, really hard for them to replace and repair a lot of that... Well, more devastating fuck, firepower. Man. They keep stuff. using them as cudgels. Like, <laughs> stop bashing people with your plasma they get a guns. Too, they get a little too drunk. <laughs> yeah. So when you're looking for a promotion, yeah. you're like, "Hey, my fangs are getting pretty long." There. <laughs> the guy pulls out the, the board steel. <laughs> like, All right, let's see. Chomp it. Bite through. Prove. Prove. No, you didn't do it. <laughs> get back yeah. in <laughs> Long fangs take the role of devastators of other chapters, though there are other roles that they can fulfill as well, such as hell blasters, aggressors, eliminators, suppressors, or eradicators. You, you may notice that a lot of those other roles that we're listing are primarily primaris. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I do like that they have kind of found a way for all the new primaris armors and weaponry to fit in their existing... Thing. It, it's yeah. better this way than them saying like primaris don't even go along that route they do their own thing yeah. some of them i don't think fit like the aggressors shouldn't be long fangs in my mind aggressors are like these close combat double it should be guys. much more closer to like the blood claws yeah but yeah. you know whatever um like eliminators suppressors those all work very good in there yeah. for a long and the hell blasters for sure eradicators i don't remember what those ones they have are like the, the heavy melt those oh okay. yeah see those work fine yeah. but you know whatever um, scouts. Uh, eventually, you could become a scout, and uh, as Space Wolf scout gets squat, wow! As Space Wolf squad gets smaller and the Marines get older, eventually there will only be one left. Sad. Yeah, this brother is called a lone wolf, and they will have no pack or kin left. Only revenge. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Lone wolves operate very independently, swearing impossible oaths of vengeance against an enemy of the of the Legion, most likely some enemy that killed his pact. Most do not survive the fulfillment of these oaths as they tend to ignore everything else around them in their attempt to satisfy satisfy their dead brothers. Yeah, I the one of the passages I was reading said that these lone wolves, they swear this oath. So there's like a whole enemy out there and they're yeah. like, that land raider. I'm going to fuck up that <laughs> land raider. <laughs> but that land raider is on the other side of 200 marines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just walk through them. <laughs> just ignoring because yeah they're just like this is the land raider <laughs> i want is mine <laughs> so i can understand why they don't last very long I'll but the I'll odd go. time they he does make Absolutely. it to the land raider and he does destroy the land raider and then he has to find the next bad guy to kill in the very same way <laughs> no well, no it was actually that land raider. 
<laughs> Keeps walking. <laughs> Lone wolves aren't attached to any great companies. If they are, it's only temporary. Instead, they answer directly to the great wolf. They are very rare to see, but are respected and a sign of awe. Yeah, it's pretty, like, I think it's the, a lot of it is associated with the age and respect they earn. Like, how many battles have they fought? Yeah. yeah how many enemies have they long. killed? Yeah. yeah and- what wisdom do they know, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, you mentioned, like, uh, lone wolves and scouts. Uh, this is something that they different too. Like, every other chapter, you're a scout first. But yeah. scouts for them are, like, these lone wolf veterans who are, like, they can go out into the wild and survive for a year. This no is problem. one of my favorite things about Space Wolves yeah. is they're super veterans being these, like, loners. In, yeah. Like, surviving in any environment. Um, yeah. In, like, there's an entire planet just completely controlled and overrun by orcs but there's a lone wolf on there yeah. he's gathering intel he's planning stuff he's hunting every now exactly, and again exactly yeah. Like, yeah sniping leaders and absolutely yeah. yeah this is one of my yeah i love these lone wolf aspects yeah. of the space wolves sometimes though these lone wolves will just have like terminator armor and just you know go hunt that land raider but well they're both a vengeance you yeah know? <laughs> yeah exactly there's some cool options though for yeah. lone wolves and i really like that scout scout lone wolf idea yeah Veterans. The Wolf Guard is a title given to those veterans and any honor guard of the Wolf Lords. A Wolf Lord may pick any recruit they wish to join these ranks, though most often they are picked from Longfangs and those lone wolves that have meticul- or miraculously fulfilled their oaths of vengeance. Yeah. So when if like a lone wolf ever comes back after he declares his oath... He succeeds and comes back. It's actually seen as like a miraculous thing. <laughs> yeah. And there's like feasts and everything yeah. for this guy. And then almost always the lone wolf is like pulled into a, a wolf guard because at that yeah. point they're just proving themselves like you're way too good to just be wasted, wasted on yeah. another oath of vengeance right, yeah that you, you need a purpose have. now yeah you need a, a group everyone you know yeah we can bring died, you we can bring so. you back into a pack now yeah you yeah. Know? yeah yeah and that that's the only way to kind of get a new pack is to become yeah. good enough um <laughs> prove prove <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> show me you're good enough cool all right, uh, let's talk about some space wolf hierarchy. Okay, so there's the alpha. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone else is beta. beta. Except yeah. for the omegas. Exactly. What about the deltas? You don't want to be a delta. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know you could. <laughs> we never talk about the deltas. Oh, God. <laughs> Fuck the deltas. Anyways, uh, so the first we have the Great Wolf, and this is the chapter master of the Space Wolves, and the Great Wolf is chosen from among the Wolf Lords and leads his own great company. The current Great Wolf is Logan Grimnar, who has held the position for the past 700 years. (laughs) So long. That's cool. And the first chapter master of the Sixth Legion was Enoch Rathfin. And I don't even know if he would have been given the title of Great Wolf, hmm. because that would have just been... Because Lehman Ross would have been... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But interestingly enough, he would have been the first Great Wolf. Then you have Wolf Lords. Each great company has a commander, equivalent to a captain in other chapters, chosen from that company's Wolf Guard. It is his duty to organize his great company, which adopts that name's that Lord's name and sigil, and often changes its battle tactics to reflect his personality and temperament. Just like what we were mentioning before. Yeah, it's cool that they... That they'd kind of just like, okay, I really want more heavy weapons. Starts recruiting more long. Absolutely, yeah. Companies like, yeah, yeah. Trading off this scout squad over there for I, some long. I things. totally see these yeah. like wolf lords as like a 
hockey team GM. <laughs> and they're like, I'll give you stats. Yeah, yeah. They're looking at like kill stats and survival rates of their guys. They're going to the other wolf lords of the great companies and they're like, all right, who do you got for this round's recruitment pick? And they're like, I got first round, you got second round. And they're trading yeah. their picks and stuff. That's definitely how I see it. Yeah, very cool. Uh, okay, after Wolf Lords, we have uh, Battle Leaders, and these are the Space Wolves equivalent to a, a lieutenant. And typically, two of these officers exist in every great company serving directly underneath a Wolf Lord. Wolf Priests combine the roles of Chaplain and Apothecary within the chapter. They are selected from any part of the chapter, but usually from the Long Fangs or the Wolf Guard due to the greater wisdom of these Marines. Instead of using Codex medical knowledge, or equipment, Wolf priests use healing potions and balms, using knowledge passed down from one wolf priest to the next. They are also responsible for the selection of new aspirants to the chapter, observing the frequent skirmishes among the human inhabitants of Fenris, and selecting worthy young men to undergo the trials. Cool. So they would tag along then with the uh, the wolf priests or the iron priests or whatever? No, these, no, are the these are the wolf priests. These are the wolf priests. These are the ones that do come down from the mountain. Yeah. And... yeah. They are also like so wolf priests are, are apothecaries as well to some degree. Yeah. Then yeah, okay. It doesn't say much about like the Narthesium and everything with yeah. them, but you have to assume someone's got to be collecting. Yeah, GNC. that they have them, huh. but they they definitely they view themselves more as like shamanistic healers, hmm. and that's not the first time. That's not the only time we're going to use the word shamanistic when we're talking about Fenris. <laughs> so yeah, um, I don't know. It seems like a weird combination to me. I'd like to see. I, I just I like the chaplain role personally, so I don't like seeing it bastardized with something else. <laughs> well, is it odd that it comes from like the long fangs that you like start out this way and then at some point you're recruited into being like a wolf priest? Well, is and, that and unusual? I think a, a long fang just has the wisdom. Uh, their rage has been tempered. They know They've, the lore and the sagas. Yeah, and, yeah they they know, just like, from they living for so long, it sudden, is different. You know, I think, like, yeah. And then that's another way that they just don't care about the Codex Astartes. Right, because would other chapters do that? No. They, like, pick their people and they ship them off sometimes. <laughs> right. and sometimes they train them right there. but Or they trade yeah. them to the other, <laughs> other wolf lords. <laughs> uh, I don't really like this guy. Now we have <laughs> rune priests, and these are the wolves equivalent to the librarians. It is their duty to keep the knowledge of the chapter's history reciting the great sagas of old. In battle, they wield formidable psychic powers rooted in the shamanistic traditions of Fenris. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then last but not least, we have Iron Priests. And these are the wolves equivalent of Tech Marines. They are required to keep the equipment of their great company in working order and maintain the machine spirits of its vehicles and weaponry, including the dreadnoughts in the depths of the Fang, which they must rouse from their deep slumbers if they are needed in battle with the proper ointments and unguents. Cool. What's cool about the Space Wolves is it's all pretty, like, they don't have a lot of ranks. Like, even Battle Brother, it's like you're... It, it's it, really just it, the four yeah, ranks. Yeah, like, they, there's not much to it. It's, yeah. you know, you're either new, or you've been here a while, <laughs> or you've been here a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty, pretty straightforward the way all of it works. For sure. Yeah, I think that, like... The really only hierarchy things we mentioned in there is the Great Wolf and the Wolf Lord. Yeah. Because everything else fits under Lone Wolf, Long Fang, Great yeah. Hunter, or Bloodclaw. Yeah. So, like, even, like, a Rune Priest or a Wolf Priest, they probably have, a like, a like a Wolf Priest that's a Long Fang, still probably known as a Long Fang. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He still has the long teeth, the gray hair. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. The only one I'd say is Room Priest are a little weird because you have to have that psychic potential. They right? are a little odd, yes. Yeah. And it's possible that a blood claw that's get grabbed right showing, away. you know, psychic potential or having some little accidents <laughs> yeah, would be pulled away from their squad. <laughs> Did Sven die? Shh, shush, my child. <laughs> You'll see Sven again one day. <laughs> cool. Yeah. On to the successors. Successor chapters. Uh, prior to the Ultima founding, <laughs> there was only one official successor chapter of the Space Wolves called the Wolf Brothers. Uh, they were created during the second founding and given half of the Space Wolf armory, half of the fleet, and half of the Room Priests. That Whoa, seems so, so crazy to me. Yeah, like, oh, this is prior to the Ultima. This is during the second mm. founding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they would have had like 50,000 guys. Hey, maybe that's what happened to you. You know what? I, yeah. I called it. Yeah. You called what? Just now. Just now. I called it. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. I placed a bet down just now, it. and now I won. Thank you. Okay. okay. So okay. this explains this explains half of all <laughs> the deaths yeah. of the Space Wolves. Okay. <laughs> Uh, however, their gene seed quickly devolved and mutated into an unusable level, and further plans to create other successor chapters were discarded. <laughs> I don't understand that. I why, don't... why it degraded? Yeah. Maybe there's just some weird fucking magic on Fenris. I don't, <laughs> I don't have well, a good reason. I yeah. assume that even in the second founding, they're still only recruiting from Fenris. Yeah, if, that... they, if, if they explained that... Um, you know, this Wolf Brothers were founded on Fenris. They were given half of everything, and then they were told to go start their own journey. That would make it sound to me that Fenris is saying goodbye. You no longer have access to this inhabitants. And then I completely understand why their GNC wouldn't work anymore. Because at that point, it's already only working on Fenris. It's not Phoenician. Yeah. Yes, but that's just not what they're saying, yeah. you know? Did well, they not have a cup of wolf in themselves? Like, there's yeah. only one cup. Yeah. So, like, are know. the space wolves intentionally being like, ha ha, fuck yeah. you guys. <laughs> Goodbye. You They're know? all the worst ones in the chapter. <laughs> yeah. We all took a vote, and you're being a wolf brother. <laughs> okay. <getting> soft. <laughs> and so we're getting rid of half of you guys. <laughs> it's a cull. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're founding another chapter. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's an interesting thought. But yeah. It's all, it's not quite there. It's not quite there for me. Fine, I'll petition GW to write a book about thank it. You, thank you. Thank I won't read it, but thank you. <laughs> Once the Ultima founding arrived with the infusion of Space Wolf Gray Shields and the new Gene Seed, it was apparent that the other chapters bearing Russ's genetic heritage could safely be created. The documented successor chapters are the Ice Fangs, the Gray Shields, the Moon Eaters, and the Blood Wolves. Uh, though others probably do exist. Cool. Ice I, fans is cool. I really am happy with that. I'm happy that they finally have successor chapters. Yeah. That you can be a confirmed space wolf. Yeah. Like heritage, but you can do it your own way. Yeah. You could be a space. You say my genetic heritage is space wolf, but I fight like ultramarines. And yeah. that's totally fine now. Because these ones, as far as I'm aware, don't need the Fenrisian blood. Blood. Yeah. Yeah. Because their gene seed is from before whatever that happened. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I want to see more uh, Viking, less wolf now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. In that chapter. I definitely, like, this got my juices flowing a couple times. Ideas there. <laughs> gotta do it. I have been in a little bit of a Viking mood recently. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
it's a, it's a significant departure just like outside of universe for a second from GW where like this no successors to space wolves has actually been pretty a pretty long running thing yeah and then they just with the introduction of Primaris Marines they introduced the fact that oh yeah now you can make yeah. your own successors so. I think it's about time though personally yeah. Yeah. yeah I like it there's some it keeps me from having to yell at people when they send listener to the Lord. They they don't <laughs> fucking exist. You can't have Space Wolf successes. Now Until after like, the Ultimate. Yeah. There's some Space Wolf fanboy out there that's oh. like, No Mine were before yeah, Mine were from the Space Wolves. <laughs> and now you can have that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about I was so special. My mom always said that. <laughs> Space Wolf colors, motifs, and my favorite, fetishes. Okay. We're going to really get to know the Space Wolves very intimately right about now. At their inception, the Sixth Legion wore gunmetal gray armor, though at some point in its history, they changed to wear their characteristic blue and blue-gray armor. Their armor color is commonly highlighted with red and yellow accents. Very stylish. Their Legion symbol was a snarling red wolf's head, though post-heresy that has changed to a black wolf's head on a yellow background. This armor is almost always adorned with Vernesian cultural fetishes and runes that are commonly coded references to the history and deeds of the individual bearer. The more script or fetishes or pelts on the armor, the more honor and glory or history is told. Very that's cool. very cool. Yeah. I like I like the idea that it's a living story that's being written as yeah. like a physical manifestation, you know? Yeah, I yeah. can just see some space wolves have just on their back their whole saga written out. Yeah, just, just like, tattooed. Just, yeah, or, tattooed out Yeah, on their absolutely. Back. Like, yeah. These um, are the deeds of Marcus Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's, they de- are he's dead already. Just <laughs> <laughs> one line on his neck. <laughs> oh. No! <laughs> Uh, There are many different badges and symbols that can mark squads, campaigns, and companies, though all are normally taken from the Phoenician mythology. Wolves, bears, trolls, mountains, sea monsters, etc. Yeah, Yeah, you you see different symbols all over the place. There's no... There's no unifying symbol other than the fact that they're all found on Fenris. Yeah, so... And you probably and, and have the to, wolf is the most common. Of course, yeah. Naturally. But you'd have to be more, like, if you were from Fenris, you'd, like, understand the stories of, like, what, yeah, you know exactly what those what things mean. mean. Yeah. yeah. But to an outsider, you're just, like, covered in tats and pelts and fangs. And yeah, and they don't of, mean anything. But a, yeah. a space wolf is going to look at the pelt and understand what it means for you to have that pelt. Oh, that's a nice pelt. What is that? 12,000 hair count? <laughs> yes. Very fine. My younger brother is very soft. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, holy shit. Yes, I would. Okay. <laughs> You went there. <laughs> right. Well, that's all for fetishes, I guess. Yeah. I was, um, I was hoping for a little more, but... I Yeah. I don't know. Teeth. They got teeth sometimes on their fetishes. I was thinking more intimate fetishes. Oh. <laughs> Go ah. on. You, there's, so, this is uh, entering the territory of, you're right, there are no wolves on Fenris. <laughs> because what we do to them... Is not spoken of. Not, we wouldn't do that company. to wolves. <laughs> <laughs> Only to humans. And this is where the story of the Wolfen was born. <laughs> My name is Wolf. <laughs> Wolfen Wolfen son. <laughs> All right, moving on. Yeah. Uh, they're cool. It's cool how like you 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 can very much see their like their chapter shoulder pad their their comp company sigil and yep. stuff all over it i love it even even in that respect though yeah. they aren't super strict about where you place it yeah you know like you can cover i think probably one of the only things they would really care about has got to be the the chapter symbol 
yeah. of that wolf's head. But truthfully, like, I think you can swap sides on that, and it's not even, like, a, that big a deal to them. There's no codex. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're doing, like, what you think brings honor to everyone. So yeah. if you want to wear your, your company shoulder plate on your left or right side for a little while that's up to you well it's probably going to be what your wolf lord is doing too sure right? yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. They have a strong sets the tone for that. everyone that's exactly yeah. what you're gonna yep. do it's not a codex thing it's it's a person thing yeah yeah okay Definitely. and one may not care so much and, right yeah. yeah it's a free-for-all but hmm. yeah cool uh let's talk about the psychic powers of fenris Hmm. Of the right. planet itself uh, the planet well yeah all yeah <laughs> <laughs> how else does it work uh, though most learned observers would claim that room priests of the Space Wolves are nothing more than psychers, deriving their power from the warp, the wolves harshly disagree. So that's the psychic powers of Space Wolves. It's, it's they're just psychers. It's just denial. Yeah, it's just denial. <laughs> that's, that's their that most is powerful their greatest weapon. power. <laughs> <laughs> they believe that their power comes from inside the animalistic spirits of their homeworld, Fenris. Um. <laughs> Their powers are channeled through totems and ruins on their armor, which they claim is descended from the shamanistic rituals of the native tribesmen on Fenris. It has also been observed that the rune priests seem to have a kind of buffer protecting them from the malign influences of the warp, very similar to the storm seers of the White Scars. Yeah. So it is... (sighs) Going back to the Council of Nikea. (laughs) They are psychers. Yeah, you call warp by one thing or another, yeah. it's still warp power. Exactly. No, it's the weird. I think <laughs> their I think a little bit of their protection has gotta come from their refusal to believe in it. Hmm. I feel like a lot of what the warp is is tied to the power you give it. It's not all the time. A demon sure. coming through is gonna fuck you <laughs> up regardless of whether I don't you believe, believe in, you. in the demon, <laughs> you know. But I think there's something to be said for like um, a mind that doesn't dwell on a thing. Mm. Like there's no there's no chink in a the level armor of protection. There, you know? yeah. Ignorance so, is a fortress with its. Yeah, no, what is it? There's is something it? like that. It's not a closed mind is, <laughs> is a fortress with its gates. But I think there's a little bit of that going on where yeah. the rune priests are so strongly believe that their power comes from the planet itself. It couldn't possibly come from the warp. So they aren't concerned with the warp. Whereas almost every other psyker is going to be like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm, about, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing some, some chittering coming from behind me and that's not a good sign, you know? Yeah. So I, I think that's definitely a part of what's offering them sure. some protection. Yeah, like it just increases your willpower and resilience. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But that's a it's a pretty simple and uh, rationale for a lot of it. But by no means... Are they not psychers? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I want to yeah. make that. Uh, I want to make that very clear. Very, very. Uh, they are definitely psychers. Yeah. <laughs> I also like the emperor giving that edict. I don't like. How do you explain him letting it go? Does. I don't understand anything that he does. Yeah, it, he's so erratic sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, because well, like you kill, you send them to kill Magnus and censor. And that could be the big tragedy, right? That of the whole story is like, well, they did the same thing. They just didn't, you know, get their planet blown up over it. I yeah, I think the emperor he turns a blind eye, but like he shouldn't have in that regard. Like if he truly wanted to say, like, okay, like we all in this council are agreeing. That no sorcery powers are not good, <laughs> and they should not be used. All right. And by agreeing, I mean I'm just telling you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Magnus, bad. Logan, good. Lehman, we're good, you know? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, it's hard to try and compare that, but 
regardless of what the Emperor did, the wolves definitely don't see it that way. Yeah. While all librarians are responsible for the cataloging of chapters' history, room priests instead memorize massive sagas detailing the heroic deeds of all those that came before them. In their training, a room priest will spend just one year with a great company and must learn its complete history within that time. Yeah, they spend one year with a great company. They have to learn all its history, its traditions, you know, spend time with it. And then they got to move on to the next one. Cool. And learn all there. So, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. So room priests are psychers, they're librarians, they're whatever. They still, they fulfill all the same roles yeah. as other librarians, you yeah. know. There's nothing that special. Um, we'll talk, a, I would like to talk a little bit about them uh, in some Tales of the Warp stuff. Yeah, we, we can got get it to a little later. But uh, yeah, other than that, I, I don't think they're that special. No, truthfully. Whatever. Um Yeah, we'll jump into notable characters. Uh, we've chosen a couple to share with you. Um, we didn't tell Peter to pick one, so sorry, Peter. So he's going to pick one on the spot. I've just been picking one, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Excellent. <laughs> That'll be ready by the time we get to um, it. I can go first since you just talked, Marcus. Sure. Okay, cool. I chose uh, Bjorn the Fell-Handed. Ah. Uh, Bjorn is the oldest living Astartes in the Imperium, having fought alongside Russ and the Emperor during the Great Crusade. His most common title is the Fell-Handed, and the thought is he most likely... Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he most likely lost his left hand in the burning of Prospero. Um, so, so like, his hand fell off, so they're like, ha-ha, fell handed. <laughs> okay. That's a good dad joke. Thank you. <laughs> um, he is also called Eldest, True Claw, Revered One, and Last of the Company of Russ. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, he entered internment in his dreadnought sometime around M32, which would still make him over a thousand years yeah. old by the time he went into it. Yeah. That's still a really old boy. <laughs> yeah. You know? But he's a good boy that don't oh, get put behind the shed. Oh, he's definitely a good boy. <laughs> he gets in the dreadnought. Um, and though it offered him greater protection and killing abilities, he absolutely despises being caged. Yeah, it's like kenneling. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> poor dog. I mean, poor yeah. space wolf. Yeah. It's not ideal. Have you ever met a dog that's happy in a kennel? No. <laughs> need to be free. Uh, Bjorn has participated in many of the most notable battles of the Space Wolves chapter, such as the Months of Shame, where he negotiated a peace between the Space Wolves and the Inquisition and Grey Knights. Hmm. So he's like, he's like the ultimate authority. Logan Grimnar is the Great Wolf, but... You know, Bjorn is the eldest. Yeah. He is the true claw. He's the revered one. I, I like that even though Logan has, like, absolute authority over his chapter. Man, Logan is going to shut up and listen when Bjorn speaks. <laughs> yeah. Anyone in the Imperium. Uh, yeah. Even, like, custodies and gray knights kneel before Bjorn, which he absolutely hates. He's not, <laughs> he's not a happy dude. <laughs> like, we're, we're talking before about, okay, so he's only awoken in times of great need, times of celebration and feasting, um, such as, you know, a great hunt. Yeah. Um, and where he recounts tales and sagas of the chapter's history, because he knows so much more than anyone else. But he's not a happy dude. <laughs> he's, like... He lived in, in the past. He's a relic from the past, yeah. from 10,000 years ago, during these, like, Horus Heresy, the Great Crusade, times of 
that people can't even begin to understand because they've spent so long living in the fucked up place <laughs> that the Imperium is now. Yeah, yeah. Whereas the Great Crusade was supposed to be like an amazing time. Enlightening. Yeah. Gods walking amongst men. So you guys brought into the, into the propaganda then, did you? Absolutely. <laughs> I, did. I drink that Time juice. of enlightenment as they fucking purge the entire galaxy. <laughs> They're bringing the we light. We are enlightened. <laughs> They're bringing yeah. the light of fire. To all, all and bolters. Ah. Ah. But he, he hates it. He hates talking about Russ. He hates talking about the Emperor. He just wants to kill things. <laughs> Which is and, like... And die. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I truly think his greatest wish right now is to be allowed to die. Sure. Like, he spent so long, and people just treat him like this relic from a past. He's entered almost like a sort of venerated godhood yeah. at this point. Like, everything he says is probably recorded and poured over by yeah. thousands of scribes. You know, every place he walks is probably recorded. Every killing blow he wields is picked, recorded, and, <laughs> and viewed over thousands of years later. So Everyone always asks him... How is Russ? But no one ever asks him, how is Bjorn? How is Bjorn? You know? Yeah. Let what is dead die. <laughs> Already. Poor guy. Yeah. So just every 10 years, every 100 years, like, come on. Time to wake up, tell us some stories. <laughs> like, son of a bitch, just let me die. Yeah. I, I, I think Bjorn is a, a tragedy at this point. <laughs> that poor, poor man. Just living in amniotic fluid. Yeah. Can't taste, can't drink. Well, maybe they can just pour some alcohol in alcohol his, like, into like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, he needs to be retired to the farm for sure. <laughs> Which is another word for the shed and shotgun. <laughs> yeah. Shotgun and shed. What what more iconic duo exists? <laughs> um, hold on. Just a quick thing, too. It sounds a lot like Dante, who's lived so long, too, and is just so embittered and just like, I get it. ready to die. Well, maybe not I don't get it, but I think it makes sense. <laughs> Do you need to talk to someone? <laughs> <laughs> I'm 30 years old. Let me die. Okay? I've, been fu- I've seen enough. 2020 has been so bad. Yeah. Just let me go already. Um, no, I get it. Like, I think that... I, I like the mind... I like the thought experiment of, if you could live forever, would you? Yeah. And I think it's, like, a cool thing to say yes to. And, like, man, what could you see? What could you learn? What could you explore? And then once you've done it all. part of me (laughs) thinks that, like, there's one adventure that you can never take a part of, and it's death. You know, what comes next? What comes after? And I think that's Bjorn is waiting for his (laughs) next adventure. Maybe he believes that Russ is dead, and he's just desperate to get to Russ, you know, to the next place. So I get it. I think at some point... You are so sick and tired of seeing the people make the same mistakes <laughs> over and over. Seeing a constant degrading of something you fought for and you saw it at its prime. And now it's just a sickly, palsy, limping, disgusting, diseased shadow of what it should have been. Even the space walls around you are like not the not space the walls you know. Yes, like, absolutely. Like those 30k space walls were not fucking wolf wolf crazies no. you know yeah, yeah. and now they're all like we really like wolves and you're like what is this yeah. what have you become okay <laughs> that's the by the emperor meal right there by the emperor <laughs> by the throne what's going on in this thread yeah. <laughs> So I get it. Let let him die. <laughs> let him go out in an amazing blaze of glory that he deserves. Put him on a planet. Give him like some massive bomb that can destroy the whole planet. Just literally drop him from the atmosphere. He doesn't even need a drop pod. 
He's just gonna act like Ross, <laughs> Ross from the atmosphere. Yeah. He's gonna riding land on bomb. a bomb. Yeah. yeah, he's riding the bomb. Yeah, dreadnought surfing it. Yeah, and then he's yeah, gonna destroy course. an entire planet, like yeah. full of orcs or something. <laughs> you know, let it, let him out. Yeah. I like that as a tragedy of 40K, though. Phil never let him go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gotta wake up Grandpa to tell his stories. <laughs> you know what? That's very 40K, yeah. of course. Because no one gets what they torture. want. Torture, yeah. You know? The, the whole point is, you want to live? We're going to kill you. You want to die? We're going <laughs> to fucking give you a life. <laughs> bitch, you thought. <laughs> Anyways, um, that's it for me. I'll do mine next. Okay. Uh, Ulrich Doomseeker. A little lesser known guy, but he does some cool things. Ulrich Doomseeker is a Wolfguard of Logan Grimnar's great company and a member of the Void Claws. The Void Claws are often chosen for their recklessness as much as their skill of arms. Ulrich Doomseeker embodies a measure of his wild bravery, hurling himself across the void between (laughs) closing warships and charging out across burning hull of the cruiser. In these chaotic space battles, the Void Claws will often find their battlefield breath bereft bereft of atmosphere or gravity in these instances their claws may come to the fore something alric has proven more than once anchoring and dragging himself along with his wolf claws to get to his enemies <laughs> he's just puncturing holes yeah. in the ship trying to yeah, get in. people like fucking get sucked out into the <laughs> <behind> <laughs> <him. Like> <laughs> Yeah, so basically this dude literally launches himself through space at... For us! <laughs> yes. Bjorn's uh, looking at him. Man! <laughs> why won't they let me do that? I just love the image of, like... Because these massive space cruisers, like, in 40K are huge. And they're, like, kilometers apart <laughs> from each other. And you just see this one figure drifting <laughs> through the stars. <laughs> And it's it's dead silent. In his helmet, he's screaming. But he's dead <laughs> yeah, silent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he impacts the other ship, and they just hear like a, a dull thud. <laughs> like, what was that? Probably nothing. <laughs> just any other kind of Maybe space just, debris. Yeah, just some space debris. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, man. Rip. <laughs> yeah. Fun. Right. Fun guy. That Elric Doomseeker. Right. I went with uh, the one and only Logan Grimnar. Goes by the old wolf, Fang Father, and High King of Fenris. It's interesting that they see him as like nobility. Um, he's been the great wolf of the Space Wolves chapter for almost 700 years, as we mentioned, and he's one of the oldest chapter masters in the Imperium as a whole, which is very crazy thinking like of all the chapters, he's he's up there with him and Dante and a couple other ones. And sure. Yeah. They've he's seen a lot and he's done a lot. Um, he doesn't tolerate any outside interference when running the chapter. To the point where the Space Wolves have had numerous clashes with the Administratum and the Ecclesiarchy and has led to the accusations of heresy or treason. And treason. To which yeah, he says, heresy and treason. <laughs> Both. To which he responds by giving the finger. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> you broke the rules! <laughs> nope. I'm killing you! <laughs> he was born on of the Iron Blood tribe on Fenris, a renowned warrior fighting against the other tribes and the hostile fauna of his homeworld. Uh, he was inducted into the chapter by none other than Ulrich the Slayer. Um, for fans of the Space Wolves, he is the head wolf priest, correct? Yeah. Yeah the, the, like yeah, the chaplain guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, I just moved my page down and I got lost. Um, Ulrich the Slayer, who mentored the young pup. So he also, like, mentored him. Yeah, it wasn't that. Yeah, the young pup. Yeah. <laughs> the whelp, even. <laughs> um, 
Logan proved himself a competent warrior and leader, earning his way through the ranks of the Wolves, eventually earning his place as Chapter Master. His greatest trait, however, has is his endless charisma and ability to jest. Ironic that charisma is his talent, yet he fights so many allies. Yeah, wait. <laughs> People really like me, but instead I just kill them. <laughs> Despite... Thank you, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> we love you. We love you. Despite the alleged charisma, Grimnar has he- was head of the chapter during the months of shame where he was censured by the Inquisition for refusing to allow them to call the population of Armageddon, even going so far as to personally slay Grey Knight Grandmaster and personally s- slay an Inquis- the Inquisitor that ordered the Siege of Fenris. <laughs> so he's ah. personally killed these people. I just... What's once again, a chaos axe. It makes no <laughs> sense. Grimnar How he's allowed <laughs> to, to breathe. breathe. <laughs> no one gives him permission to breathe. Yeah. Grimnar was also elected leader of the Imperial forces against Abdon's forces during the 13th Black Crusade. He even has the renown of fighting against the demon Primarch Magnus himself, able to wound him with his legendary axe of Morkai. Now, compare Magnus model to Logan model. That's One right. is a 50 foot tall creature and the other is a demon Primarch. Demon Primarch and the other is just a little mini. Yeah. Uh, well, he's riding a sled though. Oh, <laughs> that God. gives him some oh. ability. That gives him an extra three feet of height. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the axe itself, the axe of Morkai, <laughs> was forged by Korn himself and gifted to a chaos champion that Logan had slain and reforged the blade into his own legendary personal weapon. All right. Let me get this straight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have here a space marine. Yeah. Who has murdered an inquisitor. Yeah. A grandmaster of the Grey Knights chapter. <laughs> murdered. Yeah. <laughs> wields a chaos weapon <laughs> forged by Corn, the god of chaos. A god, god of, of chaos, you know. <laughs> and yet he is uh, perfection. <laughs> How you say Muy perfecto. <laughs> He's very charismatic. <laughs> no, 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 guys. I know this looks bad. <laughs> I can explain. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> Drugs. <laughs> no? Vax made me do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No? Get rid of it. No. no. Get rid of you. <laughs> okay. Shh, What's on. that, Axe? Saying- What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Grimnar is distrustful of the new Primaris Marine reinforcements. They should be tr- distrustful of Grimnar. And, <laughs> and he is distrustful of Gulliman himself, who he calls Legion Breaker. If people recall, Gulliman was the one who issued the edict to break down the legions. Uh, but he's since cha- had a change of heart and adopted the uh, the new reinforcements, Primaris reinforcements into the Legion. Okay, Grimnar even went so far as to demand a personal audience, audience with Gilliman to tell Gilliman, hey, Gilliman, fuck you. <laughs> I don't want any of your Primaris. Get them out of here. And now Gil- get off my planet. And Gilliman did it. <laughs> Showed up He's and like, then was like, all right, sucks to be me, I guess. Peace out. I'm only the master of the Imperium. <laughs> Son of the Emperor. Yeah, jeez. I don't... Fuck. Grimnar just makes everybody his bitch. <laughs> Grimnar seems Reboot to... Reboot better is lucky he walked out of there That's alive. Right. That's right. You think your the star The Axe of Morkai was saying something. <laughs> Grimnar seems to believe that his fate is to die at the hands of the great orc warlord Gazgol Magurk Thraka. Good luck. Um, With any... W- Knowing what you do, Grimnar, <laughs> you're going to fart and, and Thraka Thraka's will just die. die. 
Amongst his other accoutrements, Logan is known for his pelt-adorned suit of Terminator armor with the wrist-mounted Stormbolter. I wonder if he stole it from the Grandmaster that he <laughs> <laughs> uh, Son of a bitch. His, he is known for stealing weapons. So. <laughs> yeah, he's... That's of his canon. slayed uh, enemies, uh, his axe of Morkai, which we talked about, and Stormrider, his ancient grav chariot pulled by his thunder wolves, Tyrannac, and Fenrid, 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 Fenrir, Fenrid, Fenrir, Fenrid. Yeah, <laughs> these wolves have names, and we know what they are. So. Totally, yes. <laughs> Uh, that's an interesting grab sled because it's the only one that I know about in 40k that seems to exist. I am not a fan. It's, no. It's, it's, it's silly. It's so weird. Why is there only one? Yeah. And you it, want an army of grab sleds. <laughs> you want the well, entire chapter riding grab yes. sleds. <laughs> I would like wolves pulling army of grab sleds. That would make more sense than one person having <laughs> a grab sled. Yeah, it looks weird. Uh, he just looks like cr- Father Christmas. Yeah, yeah. I want to see one painted in like red and. I'm and, pretty sure I have yeah, seen yeah. that. Yeah. Put that like uh, the red gobbo on him. Yeah, or whatever, yeah. the little got grot. Yeah, yeah. what's with the beard? It doesn't help with the look. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's all I have for Mr. Oh, Grimnar. Logan, you're the worst. <laughs> He's done some things he should be proud of for sure. <laughs> Peter. All right, I went with Engear Kraken Doom. Oh, okay. Who leads the uh, Sea Wolves? Uh, and so, uh, Engear Kraken Doom famously got his name Kraken Doom uh, because uh, he, he killed comes a, from a Fenris Wolf. He comes from <laughs> the Southern Isles of Fenris. Uh, and they sail on the seas there, and one day he's just sailing on the sea, and a kraken comes along and pulls him into the water, and then he kills the kraken by choking it to death with its own tentacles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wait. Is he human at this point? I I don't think so. I I would assume that he wouldn't be. He was a space marine? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I just... Sometimes, like, they just sail the seas as like the tribesmen do you know i think they still just enjoy right sailing. a little light on, sailing yeah, on the seas of fenris yeah, simple <laughs> simple day on the ocean so drags him down he's like nah he's like no, i'm just gonna choke you with I, I don't have anything to work with here but your tentacles and uh, i don't know how you would choke a kraken takes a, take some strong swimming to get around the whole kraken <laughs> and then squeeze or he's just a really good storyteller I mean, he just fell off a boat and he had to tell this epic story. Didn't you see the Kraken? (laughs) I killed that thing. Everyone else is like, "Uh, no, there's no Kraken. So when the sea wolves are in space, uh, they tend to. (laughs) They're out of their element. No, they lead the way for the space wolves. Uh, It's just another form of ocean. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, they just got some extra dimensions to work with. (laughs) They're good to go. Uh, and one of my favorite things about Engear Kraken Doom is that he once led his sea wolves in, board, in a boarding action to destroy a 12,000 mile long <laughs> warp spawned mutated void whale. Whoa! 12,000 <laughs> miles? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so think like Moby Dick <laughs> in space. <40K>. Yes. <laughs> warp spawned mutated <laughs> void whale. You got like. Can, how do you, if you, uh, the si- 
This is a man who choked a kraken to death with his own tentacles. He looked at that void well and he's like, oh, yes. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. I've been looking for a bigger one. So if you had two of these things, you could lay them down and from tail to head, tail to head, they would wrap around the world. <laughs> <laughs> like so, it's, it's how the whole dig, hemisphere of the world. How dig do you have to deep into this void well before you can plant what I assume is hundreds of thousands of pounds of explosives? <laughs> it would have to be. <laughs> what else would you could you do? Oh, it's twelve thousand miles long warp spawn mutated void wells. Very tiny brains. <laughs> That's all you got to take. Could out. Crush it in the palm it's, of yeah, your hand. Yeah. He just shoved his hand into it, found the brain, and squeezed it until the life left this. Void whale. And now there's this carcass floating out <laughs> <up> there. <laughs> no, he totally dragged it back to Fenris. <laughs> Mounted it on the wall. <laughs> the skull is yeah. bigger than the fang. It's just sitting on the pink of the fang. Well, like... oh, yeah, because it's in space. Yeah. Yeah. He actually just put it in orbit. Ah. And then now just this carcass. It's like a moon. Around, around the earth. No there moon. are no moons, <laughs> but there is a carcass of a whale. Wow, that's wild. Yeah, I just realized... Yeah. Things that die in space wouldn't rot. Oh, yeah. No, but they may be scavenged, and things would hit them, and they would explode. Oh, I get it. <laughs> it would rain blood on Fenris <laughs> to add to the mystique. <laughs> Have you seen that Rick and Morty episode where yeah, so the they, guys... yeah, they blow up the guy giant in the sky, and then he explodes, just raining blood down on all of the United States? That happens. Oh, wow. Thank you, Peter. <laughs> That was a good find. <laughs> Kraken Doom is either the biggest liar of the Space Wolves. <laughs> or... You know what? That's a talent. Yeah. It's definitely like they have contests of eating, drinking, who can tell the best, best stories. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Christian, I believe you wanted to talk a little bit about the need of Space Wolves. Yeah, it's just worth mentioning that like, if you know Space Rains, it's really hard for Space Rain to get drunk. Because their liver filters out toxins so efficiently that, like, it's literally impossible. Yeah. Uh, with anything. Using our known normal methods. spirits and alcohols and everything else. Uh, but the Space Wolves have actually been able to create a mead uh, that is able to temporarily, mind you, uh, cause a Space Wolf to become inebriated. Uh, but they have to drink a lot of it in very quick succession. Um, and this substance would probably kill a normal human. Uh, considering its potency to get a space rain drunk, uh, uh, which they typically give out at feasts and stuff, which the space wolves are known for celebrating and having yes, these big, joyous, yeah, yeah. ruckus events. So they need the appropriate alcohol. It makes me it. wonder when the emperor visited Russ and had a drinking competition with him. Obviously, the emperor is not getting drunk. He just purge his body whenever he wants of yeah. whatever is in there. So he's like, oh, no, I'm totally <laughs> wasted right now. You win. Oh, my God. I'm so drunk. I'm such a sloppy mess. Yeah, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> like, you want to fight? You want to wrap? You want to yeah. conquer the galaxy together? <laughs> crazy idea. <laughs> Do you want to go on a crusade, man? <laughs> You should. You need to go to a, like a local bar and just see if you could pick anyone up. Like, <laughs> hey man, <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting to note they specifically were like, man, we miss alcohol so much. We need to find something <laughs> that will get that us drunk. Specifically counters a space marine's body, <laughs> so we can get wasted. Uh, good on you, space marines. I good guess. Good on you. You got to do what you got to do. That's you right. know? Okay, let's let's talk about. Um, Tales from the Warp, and for any of you who may have looked, I definitely wrote Tales 
differently <laughs> this time. It is a, uh, a tail. I get it now. From the warp. You can't tell, but I'm wagging my tail. In That's right. Joy of this pun. Tales of the wolves. <laughs> I really only had one thing that I thought was worth mentioning. Um, so, Rune Priests, it was said that they channel the animistic powers of Fenris through the use of rune totems and sigils that they inscribe on their armor. I'm assuming on little fetishes that they carry, totems that they carry with them. Um, So that's point A. And point B is that they are known to have a buffer that protects them from the malign influences of the warp. The instant I hear that, I think of the seers of the Eldari race who use runes as a form of manifestation and psychic powering and summoning and these runes offer them an actual barrier protecting them from overloading on psychic powers it stops um chaos forces from actually attempting to you know dive into the minds of these psychers and i wonder have space wolves found the same thing that these eldari are doing yeah, like, yeah, you could probably imbue anything with, like, warp power to kind of ward you or whatever. You know, you're scrimshawing into some bones or whatever, and then you're also imbuing it with some warp properties. Sure. And, yeah. Your faith in the symbols yeah. meaning yeah. something. Like, it, they're not the only ones to do this. Like, the Storm Seers. Grey Knights do this. Um, they do. They Certain, cool. like, engraved They have symbols. Aegis armor. So all of their power armor is engraved with symbols as a measure yeah. of protection. But those are spells of protection. They are different because the Space Wolves aren't using... They're not using these runes as protection. They are focusing their power through these runes, which is not what the Grey Knights are doing at all. The Grey Knights, they've like, here's a spell of protection. Here's what it looks like. We're going to carve this into our armor. And the only thing it's going to do is going to protect me. I would think it works on the same principle, though. Like, there's no rule as to, like be it like an incantation or a single symbol that means that incantation sure none that are like written okay they are written down in some places (laughs) my point is someone like aramin (laughs) like the warp warp is science he know like he does experiments with it he has like worked his way through different rituals and like but that science looks like sorcery too it does to us for sure it would to me but to someone like the eldari it's uh instinctual you know, like sure. they grew up with it and then they need these ruins as a way to help them focus and manifest. And consequently, as a result of them using these runes, it offers them a buffer. And it feels like that is way, way more what happens here. As a result, an unattended consequence of these space wolves using these runes, they have some protection from the war. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I think, <laughs> I think that... It's like uh, they've stumbled upon one of the best secrets of 40K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, one of the Don't biggest... channel warp through yourself. Channel it through other things. Exactly. Let yeah. these things take the explosive force of the warp yeah. if, if you need to okay. channel something. I didn't totally understand what you're saying, but yeah, now that you say it like that. Yeah, I, like yeah. The, any overload goes into these things. You know, Rather than into that... your brain. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So if, if Psychers are supposed to be like one of the most dangerous things of the Imperium. Like Yeah, the, just wrap a freaking exactly. thing on their neck. Why don't the, we... A sigil and be like, yeah. done. Yeah. It seems interesting to me that they've done this um, experimentally, kind of, or just, you know, over thousands of years of shamanistic tradition. And I wonder if it's something the Emperor 
was familiar with, mm-hmm. knew about? Did he bother caring about it? You know, he doesn't really care about many things, but he, I think he does believe that psychers are going to be a threat to humanity. I mean, I think his edict at Nikea is proof enough that he thinks that they can be a threat. Yeah. But, and like, psychers are already hunted and down and like we have yeah 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 witch hunter exactly yeah yeah. i think that this can be like this may be a solution to protecting all psychers from instead of themselves blanks across the galaxy (laughs) saying we should just put wards across the galaxy i'm not saying that blanks won't work (laughs) i'm just saying there's a better way i'm saying it might be easier (laughs) i think you might be a witch eric (laughs) (laughs) you leave me and my runes alone (laughs) Yeah. yeah i thought it was an interesting comparison yeah I I I've never read a Space Wolf book. I would never dare. Yeah, I would never <laughs> dare do that. Why would I choose to subject no. myself to that? But if anyone has like, and they've read a scene with the Rune Priest, it'd be interesting to see how they actually do that. So maybe uh, yeah. somebody shoot us a message if they're channeling through. Or because like, it could just be a belief on their part that they think they're channeling through yeah. these, yeah. and it doesn't actually do anything. Yeah, but. If there's a part in it that talks about drawing energy through the rune, using the rune to manifest things, you yeah. know, focusing on this sigil and this sigil performing the spell, like I would, like my money is on that is like very similar. Yeah. Do you, uh, on the tabletop, do they suffer perils of the war? Yeah. yeah. Everyone does though, even Eldari. Yeah. I know it's a game balancing mechanic, but still. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, the only other question really could be. Uh, for the tales of the warp section would be just wolves on Fenris, but yes. like, are there wolves are there on, wolves on, are there wolves on Inquiring Fenris? minds need to know. <laughs> yeah, like it's a whole big thing. I don't think we have like a full answer, but they, 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 I don't know. Did we mention how much if we mentioned? I was round table. Or, no, no, no. None. We were talking about it on the break. Okay, so. okay. That's... Do a quick round table about it. <laughs> yeah. So basically, there are no wolves on Fenris. It's a whole big fucking situation. It's a hoax. It's a hoax. <laughs> It's a government um, conspiracy. The original col- colonists of Fenris were said to be humans that splice themselves with wolf DNA to be able to survive Fenris. Then over time, I guess they turn into full wolves. Like They've lost themselves. But if those yeah. wolves are mating and what they're producing is not... What wolves? There are no wolves. So those non-wolves... <laughs> those human wolves. Uh, those human wolves <laughs> Human wolf hybrids. ...are making more... like. Wouldn't they become more and more wolf-like over time? Like yeah, you're talking like maybe. generation after generation. These aren't humans that were turned into wolves anymore. So these are now the byproduct th- of of those which are going to thousands of years. Yeah, of, exactly. They're going to have I, their own like evolution or yeah, adaptation. I am not a genetic and... doctor. <laughs> Let's get that clear. He's a rune doctor right now. <laughs> I'm a rune priest. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little different. Yeah, because I don't use the warp. <laughs> but I'm not a genetic doctor. But when people make changes to their own genetic code, they are changing out less than like 0.001% of their code. Like it's so drastically tiny the changes you're making. Maybe they knew how to do it better and they're changing out a little bit more. But there's no way they're changing out so much code that you have a complete set of genetic code of a wolf that – and. Randomly over time, if you did have a set, sure, it could come together. But I don't think 10,000 years is nearly long enough. Because it wouldn't be 10,000. Like, it would be less than 5,000 years from the age of exploration to when they were found. No. So, two things. One, um, this, I believe, happens during the Dark Age of Technology. Before the Dark Age of Technology. Like, when humanity first... Okay, so is this like M15? 
I, I'm bad so with the even dates. that fifteen thousand years. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me finish. So, like, when humans first arrive on Fenris is like pre-emperor, pre-great crusade. Yeah. What is this period called? Golden age of technology. This is the age of exploration? Sure. So at some point prior to like the dark ages that we know. So one, yeah. their technology is beyond science. First of all, so who knows what they're doing with their genetic material? Okay, and who knows what kind of after effects that is having that they didn't account for, or what if they did it intentionally? Yeah, uh, well, okay, a couple of arguments that I want to make. First of all, if it looks like a wolf and it howls like a wolf, <laughs> it's a wolf. It's a wolf. <laughs> I agree, 100% I agree, because I think there are wolves on Fenris. And I think the idea... And for them to have never been a single wolf on Fenris. I think the idea that they all are these all other wolf, creatures... I feel like the idea that they're all wolfing is bullshit. It's absolute baloney. They're definitely wolves on Fenris. They always have been. They evolve normally. Or they were introduced by humans. You could have both. It <laughs> no. could be both. Why could there not be wolves and also humans that splice themselves with wolf DNA? Well, hold on. Why would there be better? wolves there prior to humans? Why are there kraken there? Why yeah, sure, are sure. there yeah, yeah, yeah. trolls there? Why yeah, are there all these other okay. creatures? I, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. But but how can you breathe the air? Sure. The, the wolves are the least like yeah. controversial <laughs> thing to have on this planet. Okay, hold on. Well, no, because the continents constantly change. But anyway, yeah, still, there's Asaheim still doesn't. Sure. Yeah, okay. Okay. Hold on. Also, there are other breeds of wolf. I think is something we never really talked about on Fenris. On Fenris, right? Yes. So you there's have like the. the... Go for it. Peter. No, no, no. No, you probably did the reading. I didn't do the reading. <laughs> no, Go. but there's they're not all the hyper Fenrisian wolves. Fenrisian yeah. wolves. There's yeah. other wolves. Yeah. There's like, com- like a chameleon lesser. style wolf that like t- can turn invisible or like cloak into the. Oh yeah, that's totally fine. <laughs> that's why there's no wolves on Fenris. I just, just can't, <laughs> can't see them. See them. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah. there's all these wolfing right around out there <laughs> doing who knows what with these other wolves. <laughs> Making new kinds of wolves. <laughs> I, I am convinced that Wolfen didn't exist until Lehman Russ. I think that was him with like, oh my god, I love this idea of the wolves. And you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to impart some of that genetic code into my guys. So I don't, I don't think Wolfen existed before the Canis Helix in the Space Wolves. And anyone who believes that, I don't care. <laughs> anyone who doesn't believe that, I don't care. No, I just, I think that... It's a runaway line that got away from someone, and it's turned into yeah. this huge meme. Yeah, <laughs> the, like the the original line of "There are no wolves on Fenris" is metaphorical. Magnus says it. He's like, "There are no wolves on Fenris." Like, you guys are fucking puppies. You're not wolves. You I say you're wolves, but you're not. He also could be you're saying not like, powerful. "They're all like, you're all beasts to me." Like, what's the difference between you and that wolf? Nothing. There are no wolves. Like, yeah, you're a pup. You yeah. hold not. You hold no power. You hold yeah. no authority. Yeah, he said it as like like an insult. Is what, exactly. what it definitely sounds like. And then yeah, you get other authors kind of adding to it. And now you got somebody saying, "Well, maybe look there at all are the humans. times it said there's no wolves." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then you're trying to make human wolf hybrids to try to explain <laughs> this fucking weirdness. That yeah, you just get confused quick. <laughs> that even okay. Even if there were no wolves on Fenris, even if that is true that it was human stuff, I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I keep, choose ignorance. Keep your stupid wolf brother, wolf kin, wolf lover to yourself, okay? 
I don't give a shit who you made love to or what you made love to or whether you're going to make love to that wolf, okay? You just offended stick, all, all the stick space to your wolf Vikings. fans. Stick to your Viking stuff. I like that. Viking Viking files, fine. That's wolf, right. Wolfle files, not Get them out of here. Get them out of here. <laughs> well, let's not go crazy <laughs> here. All right, so there's uh, common Fenrisian wolves. Then there's the black-maned wolf. Then there's the thunder wolf. There are also the cyber wolves. Yeah, but those are artificial, obviously. Right. But uh, And then there's frost wolves, cool. which would be the lower ranking. I'd like to collect all these Pokemons, of... I think. <laughs> that was my skill mod character that we played yeah. in Deathwatch. All I wanted to do was collect wolves. Skill mod. Man, that's a throwback. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't know. You, people are going to have to make up their own mind if they like this, if they don't. It's like, too ambiguous. Yeah. Like, it's. I think it's, at this point, GW has kind of realized, like, some people really like it. Some people don't. <laughs> uh, we don't care. <laughs> keep writing it both ways. Yeah, then. exactly. Let's just make the most amount of money <laughs> yeah. off both yeah. sides. So, okay. Did we go around the table? I'm, I say there are full wolves on Fenris. Peter? Absolutely. There are wolves okay. on Fenris. It's indisputable that <laughs> there are wolves on Fenris now. It's about how they got there is the question. Get your thumb out of your butthole <laughs> and give us a real answer. Sure. Is yeah. it true? Did did the wolf population come from humans? We don't know. Okay. Yeah. We don't know. The <laughs> pick, science is not there. Aside, Christian. <laughs> I refuse. Okay. <laughs> okay. And Marcus? Yeah. Space wolves do exist, unfortunately. I've come to that conclusion. <laughs> Unfortunate realization. They are a very real I've thing, s- and they haunt my dreams. <laughs> I've spent the last three hours trying to deny it. I can do it no longer. <laughs> I cannot do it any longer. <laughs> I've been broken down. No, that was actually a fairly decent episode. I think we made it to the end of our notes. That was all. Yeah, that's all she yeah. wrote. Yeah, no, that, very cool. I make fun of space wolves. They got some very cool things. They got some weird things, but... They're so easy to meme, and yeah. it's unfortunate because yeah. there are some really cool aspects of them that make them really unique. And yeah. then there are really infuriating aspects as well. I think I lo- I I hate Space Wolf players <laughs> more. more than I hate. In fact, I don't even know if I hate Space Wolves at all because if there were no Space Wolf players, <laughs> I'd probably really enjoy Space Wolves. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. The things you learn about yourself. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of introspection gives you. Uh, well, Hilarious. what we should do is we should thank all of our new Patreons. Yeah, yeah. Thank you all so much for contributing. If you want to contribute to the show, if you just listen to this whole thing, you owe us a buck. And technically <laughs> only 50 cents goes to me, 50 cents to Eric. And technically the government takes 30% of that. Son of a so, biscuit. you know, you can support the show. It doesn't cost that much and... You can yeah. give me 50 cents. It's fine. It's not a big deal. I'll take it. I'll take your 50 cents. Ah, yes. And don't forget Eric's pleasure podcast. <laughs> People pleasers. <laughs> People pleasers. Uh, I'm actually going to list out our new patrons before I go any further. Uh, thank you to That Cracker. Thank you to Onsman, to Thunderchild, Jamie, Andrea, or Andrea, James, Nene Skachow, Goldbold, Cliff, Wolford, oh, that's that's very Wolford. appropriate. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Gibson, thank you guys so much yeah, for you. contributing to our show. Yeah. It's thanks to you that you know we're able to keep doing it and make it a success. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, thank mm-hmm. you to Christian. 
Uh, unfortunately, this was your last episode, but you know what? It was a good one. Are you going to take me behind the shed now? <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, not at all. I don't see why there we... is no Christian on earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and thank you to Peter. My pleasure. Yeah, I know you really like Space Wolves, so it's right up your alley. I learned a lot as well. Yeah. <laughs> You always do on these. You now there's so much to unlearn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a lot of useless knowledge. <laughs> uh, and I guess we will see you guys on our next episode. Um, do we want to tell them what it is? We already have. People don't believe us, though. Believe it or not, it is the Emperor. Oh. The next episode. Oh, no, yeah, we're I don't totally yeah. doing the like, Emperor. Believe it. Like, remember when I said Imperial Knights and I said Space Wolves? You can't yeah. count. I'm reliable. No, yeah. We're totally not setting you up for failure on this. <laughs> we're totally doing the Emperor. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, I guess we'll see you guys on our next episode. See you on the flippy flop. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.